This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, MFers. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. It's Thursday. I hesitated. It's Thursday, October 6th. I'm yes, telling it you, is. weeks are turning into days, are turning into minutes on the Monty Show. Presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Were you hit by somebody that was driving distracted? That is not your fault. You deserve to be compensated. Get to UtahAdvocates.com right now. Chat with them for free. You never come out of pocket with the Advocates. You only pay the Advocates when they win your case. UtahAdvocates.com. Big show for you today, as always. Utah Grizzlies head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz joins us at 8. Talk a little frozen puck. Hockey season. Yes. Hockey. Hockey is back. That's good hockey. Playing a little 2K hockey yesterday. Or I guess it was NHL 22. (laughs) You know, it's all the same. Whatever. Uh, We'll talk to uh, Coach Kanasiewicz coming up at 8. Uh, our big announcement right after that interview. Yes. Going to have some fun with that coming up at about 8.15. Um, all kinds of stuff. This comment, though, by BYU is going to lead the show today. By Notre Dame. And, or by Notre Dame about BYU. Can it finish? Yes. Can it finish? I'm just, hey, you know. You know, just trying to like be get it right. Right. Here on the show, presented by the Advocates. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, look who decided to do their job today. Y'all want to complain. Look who Y'all did- want to complain Well, yesterday. well, well. Oh, well, we don't have drops. We don't have the right kind of drops. You know, you know, we don't have enough. Holy Toledo. Way to <laughs> go. I'm proud of you. I know. I'm proud of you. Wow. You got all the old friends back in the gent. Uh, let's talk Notre Dame BYU right here on the Monty show and Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I am a Notre Dame fan, but by no means, but by no means does it surprise me, um, that Notre Dame's talking and, uh, you know, like, listen, I think it's one of these things. Audric Estime is a fine running back for, for Notre Dame. He is very good. They are good at running the football. It is what they do. Notre Dame is now a four-point favorite over BYU Saturday at Allegiant Stadium um, in Vegas. But I am a little surprised at the panache, if you will, um, the bravado of Audric Estime, Notre Dame running back. Oh, well, they're a good team. They got a lot of good players, but I feel like their players don't match the players that we have. So if we just play our football, I feel like we should handle business. Well, their players don't match our players. What does that even mean? Uh, the Notre Dame players are better than BYU players. Uh, I, I mean, I hope he believes that. Right. But, Jake, why would you ever say this out loud? Because they're brash. Because they think they're better. Because they think that they're going to handily win this game. And, hey, maybe that does happen. I don't know. I can't tell the future. But I don't see Notre Dame handily winning this game. You know, the line has now moved to four in favor of Notre Dame um, at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday. And I think that, you know, nationally, I think Notre Dame's obviously going to get a lot of favorability coming into this game. But if I, you know, learned anything from our conversation with Max Tooley earlier this week, I feel like it's that 
you know, BYU knows that they've missed tackles. BYU knows that they have to be better. And I, I would expect, and frankly, they're going to need uh, to tackle well in this game if they want to win this game. You can't have, you know, estimate getting, you know, five, six extra yards several times on their first drive. That's not going to happen. What you did against Oregon and how that went down uh, is not obviously going to be acceptable in this game. And I think that there's no reason why BYU can't be right in this thing uh, to the end. But I do think it's going to take, you know, a real change in philosophy, if you will. Like, I don't think you can come out with three up front and dropping eight to start the game. That's not going to that's not going to work. Because if you do that, you're going to be in trouble. They will score on the first drive. They'll score a touchdown on the first drive. And you'll be behind, which is not what you want to do. And I think that, you know, BYU just needs to stand up a little bit here. They need to put, you know, you know, four guys on the defensive line. You need to have three linebackers, seven guys at least in the box. Like, no doubt about it, run defense style start to the game. Because, frankly... You know, Notre Dame is not some, you know, great passing team. They are a, a running team, and, and Audric Estime is the heart of that, you know, run for them. So, to me, yeah. I think if you come out and, you're, and you've got uh, your mind focused on stopping the run early in this game, you're going to be fine. I think that no matter what BYU does, Notre Dame's going to run for 200 yards. I think that the bigger question is, if you're not going to stop the run, can you stop the pass? I think that's a huge problem. Michael Mayer uh, is an absolute weapon at tight end for Notre Dame, and they have struggled to get him involved in their offense. But I also think that you know, you're know you going to have to find a way to limit their ability to throw the ball. And I think it's something that Notre Dame has gotten better at each and every week. Um, and I think when you look at their their offense, obviously, Audric Estime has established himself as number one running back, but this is a dumb comment. Let's be honest about it. You're heading into a game that for Notre Dame is a must win. Um, you cannot you cannot continue to sputter the way that Notre Dame has sputtered. And the other thing that I would caution you against, and I know that BYU fans love running it out there, they lost to Marshall. We get it. They lost to Marshall. Thanks. What does that have to do with anything Saturday in Las Vegas? Right. What does their game against Marshall weeks ago have to do with BYU's ability to stop the run? Because there is one thing that's very clear in this matchup, and it ain't rocket science. Right. And that is that Audric Estime will likely determine win and loss for Notre Dame on Saturday. I don't know what that has to do with Marshall. And BYU fans want to, and I think that's a way for BYU fans to like smack back at Notre Dame or you better let that go. And you better hope that BYU's linebackers and defensive line, um, who is going to be without notable performers on that defensive line again, but you better hope that the linebackers and the D linemen that are out there for the Cougars, Jake, figure out a way to stop the run because if they don't, this is going to be a very long night for BYU. Yeah, and I think that, you know, BYU is, you know, if you don't stop the run, you're at risk of playing one of those games where you're just getting walked up and down the field. And I think if you, you know, we've, we've had big conversations on the show this week about BYU's YouTube channel and like all the video stuff that they do and, and everything, all the effort they put in. And one of the best things they do uh, every week is they have their their practice media session basically where they're standing out on a field and they have different players and coaches come up and talk to them and and you know the other day it was a rod and a rod was talking about the fact that you know you you got to come out you know as far as the offense is concerned you got to come out fast you know and and last week we heard you know Tuiaki talking about the fact that yeah we do have to be better on the defense so like to me we're hearing all the right things in the program. 
I just think it comes down to guys like Max, you know, making tackles. Like, I I, I hate to say that because I feel like it's an easy and sort of convenient thing to say. It's almost cliche at this point. But I do agree. Like, you know, you you the coaching, the coaches can only do so much. Your offensive and defensive coordinators can only do so much, you know. Like, you can't, like, Tuiaki can't make Max get, you know, Audric Estime in the A-gap. You know what I mean? No, like, he can't. he can't, like... So it's up to these guys to go out and execute. And, and I just feel like that's kind of been, I don't want to call it an issue, but it's been a challenge for them to come out hot, to come out like really like with a lot of momentum and wanting to take someone's head off. Like I feel like you have to set the tone against run first teams like Notre Dame because their mindset's going to be, hey, let's turn the turn around and hand this thing off and let's pound the rock. Even if we're only getting two yards of carry in the first quarter, we're just going to pound the rock the whole game, you know, and we're going to wear these linebackers out. And to me, you know that's going to happen either way. So at the end of the day, you just need to stop them and embrace that and embrace the physicality and want to punish them. That's what I think the 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 vibe of the defense has to be this week. Well, I don't think there's any doubt also, by the way, that this is, well, bulletin board material from the Irish. Like yeah. I'm sure that's what this is. And I'm sure that this will be up on the walls. I'm sure that Kalani's going to use this. I'm sure the linebacker room's going to hear this. Oh, yeah. I am sure that that the D-line are going to hear this. I am sure that everybody on that roster at BYU is going to hear that Notre Dame thinks their players are better than us. Notre Dame thinks they're better than us. Notre Dame looks down their nose at us. I'm I'm guessing that Kalani is going to pound that drum until kickoff. And then during the game, you're going to hear, hey, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they are right. Are we going to let them be better than us today? Like, you're going to hear this all game long, Yeah, in my opinion. But we'll see. It, it's going to come down to what you talked about. I mean, the linebackers for BYU are going to have to have an incredible performance or they're going to lose. It, it, and it is it is what it is, man. Like, you, you, either, you either step up, perform likely above your grade if you're going to beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame's a lot of things – they're fast and they're physical, and I don't care who their head coach is. Notre Dame is fast and they are physical. We saw it against UNC. They run the ball with purpose. They they punch you in the face. We saw it against Ohio State. Yeah, Notre Dame was in that game for three quarters, and Ohio State pulled away late. And when you look at the way that Audric ran, you know Audric Estime ran against Ohio State. It's going to be a very long day for the BYU front seven. That's right, T. That kid has got a. Uh, 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 a set of knees, hips, and shoulders yeah. that make him very difficult to tackle. Yep. So I, I think, again, I will just say, I think when you look up and down the, the depth chart at BYU, I think Michael Mayer's the much bigger problem than Audric Estime. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the 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 real problem is going to come in if, if they're able to run the ball effectively against this BYU defense, then you're going to get, you know, the, the, the past mayor is going to open up this, this secondary is going to have to start making plays, but I'm just telling you, man, like I, I this, this to me, you know, I, I just don't love this whole thing with the BYU defense where they want to play diamond nickel constantly. I, I just don't love that. I'm a Rush huge three, believer. Drop eight. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in, in put, put four D linemen in the game, have at least two, two of your best linebackers behind them and figure out the rest. But like, to me, 
I don't think you can do this whole thing where you're basically just putting Max in the middle and playing a shell with defensive backs. I don't think that that's going to get it done this week. Well, it, and it'll also be interesting to see how how much of a loss is Malik Moore this week with the broken hand. Yeah. Um, he is not going to play. I think that is a significant loss in the back end of this defense. Um, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, that's that's not an injury that's probably lost for the season. Um, but you're going to miss Malik against, against Notre Dame because when you can creep, you know, a, a, another guy up to the line like Malik who can help you in the run game, I mean, that that's only going to make you a better team against Notre Dame. But we'll see. I mean, it, it truly is, it truly is, in my opinion, disrespectful, but there's also some truth in that. Notre Dame's got better athletes outside. Notre Dame's got... And we'll see again, you know, Puka was available to play against Utah State. My guess is he'll be good to go against Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Chase Roberts is another guy that we haven't seen now in a couple of weeks. It'd be nice to get him back on the field. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I just don't know. I don't, Is this true or is it disrespect? Well, I, I guess that's I the question. Both. I think it's both. I think that, you know, like. It, Notre Dame, like the thing that it says to me, out, like, yeah, I do think it's true and I do think it's disrespectful. But at the same time, what it really says to me is that this Notre Dame team believes. They believe that they're better than you. They believe that, that they're going to turn around, hand the football off, and they're going to run it right down your throat. Well, That's what they believe. Does Lorenzo Styles, you know, break off a big play? You know, does Audric Estime have a 50 yard run? I mean, yeah. these are all the, the questions. If, if, in, the, the number that I would watch is Michael Mayer, 50 or more yards. I think if Michael Mayer has 50 or more receiving yards, Notre Dame's going to be almost impossible to beat. Because if that's the case, you are going to have a lot more room to run. Um, he is also, by the way, Michael Mayer, the fine tight end at Notre Dame, is not a guy that has to play in the middle of the field. He also plays at the boundary, which is terrifying because that's going to allow you to play, uh, play action. That's going to allow him to be a guy that – what, yeah, oh, he's run blocking. Better come down. Oh, he leaks out. Like, yes. what kind of weapon is 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 Michael Mayer in the red zone? Um, you know, like they just when you can run the football the way Notre Dame has run the football to this point, it just makes the the tight end a much more lethal weapon. Yeah, and when you have a tight end like Mayer who can catch the ball in just about any kind of situation, it's an awfully difficult ask to stop both the tight end and the running back. And it's one of the things we've talked about on this show. It would be great. It would be great to see Isaac Rex have a much larger role in the offense. Yeah. I would love to see him be more targeted. Um, you know, frankly, it, it's it's something that's been, that's, I think, a point of emphasis in this offense. They've clearly tried to throw the ball to the tight end a little more. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Let's get your comments in here. Uh, Kurt Myers, first one in this morning, says, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, it, would be, it wouldn't be sports without a little smack talking. Well, don't disagree. Sorry if you're offended by that. NY Jazz fan says, let's get it, fellas. We're trying. Working on it. Which I like that there's a chill in the air. Yeah, me too. You know. Yep. Let's you think. I love that fall is here. Yes. Stoked about that. Can I Johnson? What's up? KJ says top of the morning. Fellas. Sounds like a great game is brewing. Cannot wait. Uh, look at San Diego state Aztecs up early this okay. morning. Okay. Says good morning. Y'all Jesse Hart says their players don't match the players we have. Thank goodness. He didn't say this before the Marshall game. There you go. Another Marshall bomb. Uh, but, um, BYU does play better as an underdog. Let the Holy war begin, baby. That's right, T. 
BYU and Notre Dame, Catholics versus the Mormons, you yeah. know. No, I mean, I think it's – I think BYU at some point is going to have to get over this hump of constantly being an underdog, but I do agree. They do play well as an underdog. Are you surprised the number's four points now? Um, Not exactly because this is kind of what I was getting to earlier in the week. Like, you know that Notre Dame has more respect nationally than BYU does. And, again, I, yeah. this isn't a conversation about the realities of each program, right? Like, if you think about – you know, again, just as a one-off example, some guy in, you know, New Jersey who's betting this game is probably not going to sit here and put money on BYU. I mean, we're, let's just be honest about it. So to me, I'm not surprised to see the line shifting more towards Notre Dame. That said, I do think that there is, you know, pretty good opportunity here for, for BYU to piss some people off in this game because I think that you know, while yes, Notre Dame or yeah, Notre Dame can really run the ball effectively. I also think that there's an opportunity to turn turn them over. I mean, if you're able to keep them somehow under five yards of carry, if you can keep them to like three yards of carry and force them to throw it a little bit more than maybe they want to, that's going to open up opportunities for the defense. Audric Estime has fumbled one time in his entire football career. Yeah, he's probably not fumbling, no. One time. Yeah, that ain't happening. What, I said one time, and it was in the win against uh, North Carolina. Pop Warner, high school, Notre Dame, once. That kid's not fumbling. But, I mean, obviously, Drew Pine's a guy you're going to have to look at. I'm more concerned about Miles Davis. Like, it looks like he's not in exactly the best shape to, to get him to play. A-Rod said that he was – he. There's a possibility. He was like, he is banged up, but there's a possibility. That so. doesn't make you feel good. Mason yeah. Wake is supposed to be back for BYU, by the way, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, this is, this game, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it for BYU. You know, just really getting into watching a lot of, uh, I watch a lot of, of Notre Dame football. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, I don't feel good about this. I mean, I, I, I really worry about, their ability to stop Michael Mayer. Yeah. And again, Lorenzo Styles is a hell of a wide receiver. If you don't know him for, for Notre Dame, I know everybody's viewing them as a down team. They played awfully well at North Carolina. They're coming out of a bye. Like BYU's banged up. That bye is not, I don't think BYU has a bye for the next four years. <laughs> um, it feels like that bye is. Could this, could this be where Jaron has that game where he saves them? Could this be where, where where guys like Keanu Hill or, you know, yeah. any of these secondary... Cody Epps. Cody Epps, yeah. Any of these secondary role players who are stepping into bigger roles sort of come out of that because I think that, you know, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, obviously BYU is not 100% healthy, but no team is. You're five no. weeks in now. And, you know, the injury bug is always one that you have to deal with. But if, if Jaron can... If Jaron can have a big play in the first quarter, if they can get that early bomb on offense in the first quarter, that to me makes me feel a lot better about their chances because then we don't have to deal with the slow start conversation. We don't have to deal with the sluggish thing. And I think if they can get over that, they've got a lot better chance. Yeah, you know, I think when you talk about slow starts, uh, I, I think it's a real problem, especially when you're trying to cook a brisket and, you know, the, the smoker won't fire up and you don't have anywhere to go and you don't know how to fix that. So you call barbecue pit stop in. That's right, T. Logan, Layton, Lehigh. St. George and Salt Lake City. They're awesome to deal with. Friends are good, good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Listen, it's not its not that they sell smokers. They do. 
They sm- they sell the best smokers from Traeger to Yoder to Big Green Egg. They sell them. You get them. It's awesome. But you know what you're getting? You're getting um, education. Our good guy, Lopes Van Gabe, talked about how, um, you know, Clinton at the Lehigh store is going to do a, a uh, you know, a how-to video on cooking a brisket on YouTube. Like, you get education at Barbecue Pit Stop, and I'll be the first to admit it. I was a little intimidated when I first got the uh, got a smoker. I was like, ah, that's the, uh, I don't know how to rest and rap and your mom. Like, He's the I, only guy of simple taste. Yeah, I just want the meat off the smoker, burn ends, let's do this. Yeah. Thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, we bought ours at the store in, in Murray. We bought a uh, an Iron 1885. Those guys taught us everything we needed to know, set up, how to build it, how to cook a, a brisket. And frankly, we had a barbecue like two weeks later and everybody at the barbecue was like, this is the best brisket I've ever had. And I'm it, real. yeah, it was, a, there's no better feeling than that. I'm when you real. go crazy on a Traeger smoker and you're yeah. like brisket yeah. and people, and you're like, oh man, did I cook it right? Did I let it rest long enough? Did I season it yeah. right? What am I doing here? It's going to taste like dong. No. Yeah. Oh, contraire mon frere. It tasted... Like sex, it was amazing. Don't feel me? We, I don't. That that's might probably have been not a the little taste. bit too no, far. But go to barbecue yeah. pit I really stop. Don't care if you think uh, it's sus. You know, I don't care if you think it's sus. It was amazing. BBQPitStop.com. <laughs> you can chat with them online. The other thing about barbecue pit stop is their selection of rubs, seasoning, smoke, like all the the sauces, the wing dust, the asado seasoning. And hey, if you're somebody who's not in Salt Lake City, you can't get to a location, just call them. They, they'll they ship it to you. They'll, you know, they'll yeah. make it work. Chat with them online for Chat free them, at yeah. bbqpitstop.com. One T, bbqpitstop.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. We appreciate it. The guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, uh, no matter where you are listening to this fine here program, they're ready to help you at bbqpitstop.com. Um, all right. Let's get some of your comments in here before Football 50 real quick. We, By the way, we appreciate you guys. We're going to make a huge announcement about the show at 8.15. Uh, Utah Grizzlies head coach Ron Kanaswich joins us at 8. Then at 8.15, we'll make a big announcement about the show. Uh, that's coming up. Caleb Harrison, what's up? Caleb Harrison, where did he go yesterday? Quick uh-huh. quack car wash. Let's go. Appreciate that. NBA in 12 days. Yes, yes sir. sir James. By the way, coming up at 7, we're going to talk about a little bit of an oddity with the Jazz. Something happened yesterday between us and the Utah Jazz. It was really interesting. Yeah. We're going to have a conversation about that coming up in nine minutes. Jeff Johnson. Hey, excuse me. It's G-Off. G-Off. You have to earn your way back to yeah. Jeff, apparently, with Jake. Yeah. With all due respect. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Renee Roca says, I like it. Confidence, believing in your team. Agreed. I would agree with that. Uh, Renee Roca says, uh, BYU or any other team shouldn't need bulletin board material. I never bought that. Championship-level teams put out the uh, put out their cleats every game. Well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. Tanner says, it's not just that they lost to Marshall. It's that they're 2-2, two and two, and honestly, they should be 1-3. They shouldn't be 1-3 because they won two games and lost two games. So they should be 2-2. Two and two. Um, And honest to goodness, they're, they have a new coach. There is a new system in place. A lot of their talent transferred. They're going through a transition, and I think you're just seeing the fruits of that transition. I hope you're right. I, I mean, for, for let's be honest. For the betterment of this show, BYU needs to beat Notre Dame. Yeah. It, I mean, it is that simple. I'm not ready to make a prediction on that game. Nope. But I'm telling you right now, Notre Dame is not to be overlooked. Their 2-2 two and two is exactly the issue with looking at Notre Dame. Because 
they are as talented. They're more talented than BYU. They are. I, I think they ha- they're they're clearly faster. They play at a higher pace. The difference is BYU has an All-American quarterback. Notre Dame doesn't really have a number one quarterback. They've got two number two quarterbacks. Right. That's where the biggest the, – the, when you want to contrast things, their defensive line at, at Notre Dame is better than BYU's defensive line. BYU is far superior, in my opinion, at quarterback. Notre Dame is far superior uh, at, at, in the running backs in, and at tight end. Um, and I think BYU, I, with all, I love Lorenzo Styles. I do. Lorenzo's phenomenally talented. This BYU wide receiver room is arguably the best wide receiver room in the country. All due respect. Now, is Chase Roberts and Puka Nakua going to play? I don't know. We'll find out. But if they do, Notre Dame's got better, or BYU's got better wide receivers than Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a matter of of what your your flavor of life is and what you're looking for. Um so, and I would always tell you that thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, it's football at 50, and they've always got your flavor. In the Papa Murphy's app, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25, M-O-N-T-Y, MONTY25, to get 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Okay, back to uh, BYU coming up in uh, about 25 minutes. We got to get to um, Aaron Rodgers saying that his job is not to develop wide receivers. Right. So you know that Aaron Rodgers does not go to minicamp. He does not go to OTAs. Right. Aaron Rodgers goes to Hawaii and drinks, smokes, grinds up, and does whatever he does with this ayahuasca tea. Right. But he doesn't go to training camp. Right. Or he doesn't come in until training camp. Right. He said yesterday it is not his job to develop Rookie wide receivers in the offseason. Do you agree with him? No, I don't agree with him. I think that this is exactly why Aaron Rodgers hasn't won at, at, at the, uh, the highest level. I think that Aaron Rodgers. Look at you. I just think that Aaron Rodgers isn't isn't committed to the game 100% because if you were committed 100%, you would be there for everything. You would be, you know, teaching guys. You would be, you know, making well, your team better because the, the fact is, is that. As a quarterback, you're only good as the guy on the other end. So if the guy on the other end can't catch a football, you're not throwing for five thousand yards, right? You're not you're not having some ridiculous touchdown to interception ratio. And and so to me, this is like any other craft in the world. If you want to be good at something, you gotta hone that skill or you gotta make people around you better. This isn't little Kyler in Arizona not preparing for games. That's yeah. not what this is. This is Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm good enough. Now it's your job to get better during the summer. And then when we show up at training camp, we'll figure it out. I totally disagree with this. I think Aaron Rodgers, it is absolutely your job. I look at Jaron Hall and what did Jaron Hall do? He took all of his wide receivers. They all got together in California and they worked out in the summer and they built chemistry. And what are we seeing? That Jaron Hall is having one of the best performances a BYU quarterback has ever had. Yeah. And this is quarterback you at BYU. I don't understand what Aaron Rodgers is thinking here. Yeah. You have got to do a better job of developing your young wide receivers. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm bringing them to Hawaii. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm holding my own workouts in the summer. You don't want to report and go to mini camp and training camp. Okay, cool. Green Bay sucks. We get it. I totally understand it. At least fly them over. Guy, you're a gazillionaire. You can afford it. Put them up in your crib in Hawaii or whatever. Put them up at the Western Kanapali. I don't care. Yeah. But you've got to have time to build chemistry. That's done, in my opinion, in the offseason. 
it's a little surprising. Yeah. It is not surprising, however, the protester that uh, got earholed by Bobby Wagner has filed a police report, which is the first step to probably suing Bobby Wagner. And I look at this play, and you're going to see this protester get it. Crowd of the helmet to the chin that's targeting. Uh, Yeah, that'll be 15 yards and an ejection and a fine. But not a police report. This guy's an idiot. Now, this guy's an animal activist. He says, I was on the field. I was just trying to bring awareness to uh, the the pigs. He's trying to get... Who the hell would know that guy? Yeah. The issue here is, is what Bobby Wagner said. Bobby Wagner said, I don't care about that protester. I don't know what he had in his hands, and I'm not going to wait to find out. And by the way, I'm also more concerned about the security guard who was injured trying to get this protester off the field. That's what Bobby Wagner said, and I agree with that 100%. I ho- if this guy sues, I, I would be so disappointed. I just don't see what you stand on. You have to sue. You ran onto a field. You broke every major policy that's on the back of your ticket, which is why teams do that. It's now. against the law. It is yeah, against the law against to the run law. on the field. So, so, so to me, this is exactly what we do in this country now. We want to break a bunch of laws, and then when we get popped in the face for doing that, well, we, we want to sue the guy. Quite literally, he got popped in the face by the crown of Bobby Wagner's yeah, like, helmet. Like, dude, you got dropped, and now you're all pissed off about it, and so you want to sue Bobby Wagner. It's like, get the hell out of here with this, man. It's just so ridiculous. This is what we do, isn't it? Yes, and it is we, what This we is do. what we do. Yes. This is what we do. Uh, Renee Roca says, that's why Aaron Rodgers is an underachieving bum. Fact. He's a bum. Fact. We used to have that drop, but Jake doesn't play drops anymore. Uh, you know. Okay, no, please that, continue. You know, please. that's fine. That, that's fine. Um, I agree with that. It, it, Aaron Rodgers is, and we said this yesterday on the show, I think Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and... To me, Papa Murphy's is the best pizza in the pizza business. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza and it's just $10. Ah, amazing! Papa Murphy. Papa Murphy's. That's the best part of that commercial. Yes. That's the best part of that commercial. But again, again, we do not put Satan's giblets on pizza. We no, do not. No, no. no, we don't. We do not put olives on pizza. Right. Even a Jacko pie. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25 uh, to get 25% off your uh, purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. By the way, by yeah. the way, yeah. we have to have this conversation now. Okay. When we send you places and you guys like post pictures, you got to tag us in that stuff. <laughs> so yesterday, yesterday, who I can't Raphael. remember. Raphael. No, it wasn't Raphael. Snuka. Thank you, Mrs. Oh, Monty. Snuka? Snuka went to McDonald's and got an adult Happy Meal, and he didn't tag us in the photos. Now, because we're all friends and it's incestuous and stuff on this fine program. Right, yeah. We follow Snuka on Instagram. Uh And so we saw the large, scary, deformed toy and stuff, but Jake didn't put the pictures in the 
in the in yeah, the sorry, thing. I had other things to do. You yeah, know, I was getting drops. You did? Yeah, I was I was getting drops and you know doing a bunch of stuff. Okay, well let me see. Look at how scary. Look how scary this toy is. If I can get it to my computer in time, McDonald's has um, these adult Happy Meals now. Right. Yeah. And adult I, Happy Meals. I, I'm a little terrified. I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm a little. I'm a little terrified by this. Um, I don't even in in. I'm not sure how to describe this toy. Right. Please do not get this toy and give it to your Bro, kids. What the hell is that? It's a four-eyed mongoloid looking thing, like monster from space, in my French fries. Dude, I don't think it's a cat or a cougar. Um, <laughs> look, look. What is that's like straight out of Monsters Inc., bro? Snooka, like, that's did, a, dude, what is and that? And I don't even know if Snook is here or not. But Snook, did you here? sleep all right, bro? Are you kidding me? Like, is that like what? Bro, that's I don't I, want I, that. I, I don't no, want I'm, that in I'm, my I'm, Happy I'm, Meal. I'm fine. I'm I'm completely fine. Are you happy to get that in your in no, your McDonald's no, meal there? No, I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. And I ain't even. I, I have to be honest. We went to McDonald's the other day. And for for breakfast, and we were two minutes late. They wouldn't give us breakfast, so we got lunch there. And I was not amused. That no, was I'll never very eat disappointing. there again. I, I don't. Generally, we don't eat a whole lot of fast food. And I guess we're doing food now at seven o'clock. It's fine. Um, we'll talk about it later because yeah. we the vegetarian thing is real. Let's get to this jazz thing. The jazz thing is. I want to talk about this. All right. Uh, the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Make sure you find them online, utahadvocates.com. When you've been in a car accident, a motorcycle accident, did you get hurt at work? Did you trip and fall on a broken sidewalk? If you're injured and you need representation, you probably don't even know you need representation. If you're injured and you're talking to an insurance company, hang up the phone on them and get to utahadvocates.com. Because I'm telling you, and, and I know I, I, I talked to, and I'm not going to say his name, I talked to a listener the other day when he was saying, hey, I totaled my car and I felt like I got jobbed by the insurance company. You did. Because the insurance company is not on your side. That was his insurance company. Their job is to make themselves the most money. The advocate's job is to fight for you, to advocate for you when you've been in an accident, when you've gotten hurt at work. Make sure you don't talk to the insurance company. You talk to the advocates at utahadvocates.com. So yesterday, uh, middle of the day, we're just chilling up in the cut, right? Yeah, we're just chilling, Hanging doing our out, thing. doing our gig, you, you know, know, doing like what we do. We're good, we're good. Being good looking. Right, um, yeah. And then the phone rang. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, the phone's ringing. Oh. What is this odd number that I do not recognize? Um, oh, the odd number I do not recognize turned out to be one of our guys at the Utah Jazz. Who the fuck are you? And the interesting part about that was he was really upset. Okay. I love that drop, by the way. He was really upset. Uh-huh. And it had to do with a tweet where I tagged Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, about their yellow uniforms. Right. Because they put up a picture of Fontecchio. Yeah, uh, Fontecchio. Wearing all the jerseys but the yellow one. Right. So the black, that terrible white practice jersey, and then two in the same Purple Mountain one because, you know, they're pandering to fans with the Purple Mountain jersey, right? Right. Notably absent was the yellow. And notably, a lot of fans were talking about it. So we were like, uh, okay. So I tagged Ryan Smith and I said, hey, you told us the yellow was awesome. And now we haven't seen or heard of it in months. Right. 
if you tell us it's awesome, we're going to believe it's awesome. So start telling us how awesome the yellow jersey is. We were saying that. And I just said, at Ryan Qualtrics on Twitter, let's go. With right. an exclamation mark. Right. So we were told that they were they were not happy with the media talking about the yellow jersey. There was a whole conversation about how the yellow jersey and the, the uniform reveal and the uniforms themselves has caused great divide in the jazz <laughs> offices. And like it was this whole thing. <clears throat> and I got to tell you, I don't get this at all. Uh-huh. You put, I would think, is it millions of dollars into these uniforms? A certain financial figure. You put a yeah. significant financial investment into your new uniform. Right. And really into the rebrand because you did the practice facility. Like, you did a lot with this. And, okay, it is what it is. Do we not like it? We don't. But here's the thing. It's marketing, right? And this, I guess, is my question for Jazz fans in the comments. If the Jazz tell you it's awesome, is it awesome? Yeah, nine times out of ten it is. And when you say the Purple Mountain uniforms are awesome, guess what? Fans rush to the store and they try to buy the Purple Mountain uniform. And yes, when you yes, yes. when you wear the black uniform and you tell us they're awesome, we say they're awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they not pushing this yellow uniform? Well, I think that I, I think that there's a lot of frustration in the process, you know, and and I empathize with them. Like I get it, you know, like like you know, I I I have to assume that there was probably, you know, some you know, shortcoming in their process when they were doing doing this. And and again, that's not a criticism. I just think that that's part of business. There are times when you're trying to do something and you have challenges along the way. And I think that with this particular challenge or this particular task, it felt like, you know, it kind of got short shortcut, like where, you know, you didn't really do a whole event and everyone was wondering why there was just sort of like this little video and, you know, like, there was a lot of fan angst about it, as we all remember. None of us were real thrilled with it. A lot of a lot of us were like, "Hey, like this is it. Like this is this is the rebrand. Like that's all we get." And so I have to imagine, based on you know some of the stuff that you know we've been told, that yeah, there was frustration in that process. So to me, it's like you know you can go one of two ways. To me, I'm a big believer. You got two choices. Option A is like what you were saying. Hey, full steam ahead. Don't really care if the fans like it or not. This is what we're going with, and we're going to push the hell out of this thing. That's right. And, and eventually, you know, probably four, five, maybe even six months down the line, midway through the season, it's going to pick up steam. And, and fans are going to know and love this, and everything's going to be great, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have Colin Sexton posterizing someone in this yellow uniform. You know what I mean? And so that's option A. Option B is to try to erase it from everyone's memory by just simply not acknowledging its existence, which kind of, you know, makes people ask some questions. So my whole thing here is I'm not even looking to criticize the organization. I'm not, it, to me, it, 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 yeah, did they do a poor job with it? Yeah, but that's, you know, we're that's water under the bridge at this point. We all know that it happened. Great, whatever. You know, I'm just not really interested in, in that part of it anymore. But what I am interested in is this conversation about business happenings at the Utah Jazz and what we're able to see from our perspective, our side of the organization, which is that the Jersey thing happened. You basically tore the roster down and now we have what we have. Ryan Smith has brought in, you know, the minority investment firm to buy a piece or, or really contribute a piece, you know, to bring in some liquidity. Ryan Smith also owns part of RSL and obviously owns the Jazz. 
So there's this whole conversation that, frankly, is sitting on the back burner right now. It's not it's not top priority or anything like that. But to me, yeah. there's a conversation about business operations and where money is going and how money is doing at the Utah Jazz. I haven't even brought up the, the TV deal portion yet, which I know they're pissed off about. I know that. I know that they're frustrated that, hey, this deal that was signed like, you know, a decade ago is keeping them from having a full-on TV network. So my point in all this is that there is frustration. Things are not happening the way they would like them to happen. I think there is a divide, and I think it started before the jerseys, but I think it has to do with the jerseys. And um, as you look at them right there, I mean, we've seen that the the white one on the far right, I, I think it's a practice jersey, right? We don't like that one. I don't have any problem with the black and yellow. I Honestly, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't hate that shirt. I, I don't hate the Purple Mountain. Listen, uniforms that have a base color of black generally don't fail. If you think about it, you know, you think about the Miami Heat. You think about, like, the Bucks have a black alternate that they wear all the time. That's really nice. Like, black jerseys typically do really well. So, I mean, you know, you just look at the yellow one and the white one. They just don't have a lot of soul to See, them. See, I, I, I actually don't hate that yellow jersey. I, I don't. And this mm -hmm. is the this is the thing that, that I question. And this is essentially what we've been reporting for two months. The Jazz have an internal divide over how that jersey design was handled. Uh -huh. It was haphazardly put together. They did not have a plan. They did not execute it throughout the, the, the marketing department. The marketing department at one point this summer was wildly understaffed. Right. They did not, um, and there is some reporting that they have hired a full video team now. I don't believe that to be true, but it is what it is. They didn't have their own video production people create this this Jordan Clarkson event. And I think that right there was the biggest thing inside of this conversation. You could feel that the video that got put out for the jersey reveal didn't have what I would call soul to it. It didn't have like a storyline and like a, a real just it just didn't have that intangible. You were where you were like, man, well, this is awesome. But, but I, I I think that's one poorly executed happens all the time in this country in marketing, right? Like right, right. A, a, across professional college sports, poor marketing happens all the time in every single market. Yeah, we see it all the time. You look at the Utah Jazz, it's not that it was poorly executed. There was no communication. It was very, very uh, divisive inside of the organization. And now this yellow uniform, there's a lot of people in that building that like the yellow uniform. But the ones who count don't like the yellow uniform. Then there's the Purple Mountain jersey that you're you're likely not to see at any point this season because it was thrown in at the end because the leaks of the jerseys were so poorly done. Right. The, the, the reaction to the jersey leak was so bad that they threw in purple and it was haphazardly done. They couldn't get them produced in time. They couldn't get them licensed in time. Right. So this is what you're seeing. And again, I'll put the jerseys back up. I don't think the yellow jersey's that bad. Right. I, I honestly don't. If you tell us it's bad, it's bad. But if you tell us it's good, we're going to say it's good. The Jazz have to get on the same page in the business ops department at Vivint Arena. They're so dysfunctional on the business side. Yeah. Lockstep on basketball, not lockstep on business. And if you're upset that the media, and I think it's hysterical that the media is is having 
such an impact on this team, both positively and mostly negatively. Right. You look at their inability to communicate last year with the, the Tribune and all the issues they had with the beat writer at the Tribune and the thing, and, and justifiably so, but you look at the way it was handled. Right. You look at the way that the, the season-ending interviews were handled, the lack of transparency. This is becoming a common theme now. Right. That business is not getting done at a high level with the Jazz. And I... I I struggle with it. Tell us those uniforms are great. And if you tell us those uniforms are great, we'll believe you. Yeah. But you're not telling us they're great. You're doing the the exact opposite. You're hiding them. Instead of telling us how great they are, you're hiding them. And that's a problem. Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show is always presented by TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. Try day trading. Yes, you absolutely should try day trading. I'm telling you, it is, it is, it's apps. I would go as far as to say it's a life hack. There was a big story yesterday that I, I put out on my social media about how now there are tax savings for day traders Yeah, that you can day trade. And, and a lot of day traders are multimillionaires because it, you can scale it to that level. So they don't work a nine to five anymore. They're day traders. They go through programs like trydaytrading.com slash Monty. They're going to teach you. They're going to mentor you. They're going to coach you. And then they're going to allow you to trade with their own money. Yeah. And then once you're comfortable, you're going to start trading on your own, right? And what happens is you scale up into being a millionaire. And there are now tax savings and programs to help you save tax money as a day trader, I'm telling you, if you have not looked into this, why are you waiting? The people who listen to the show that have gone to trydaytrading.com slash Monty have loved it. And if you don't want to take my word for it, take Alema Harrington's word for it. Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. Hook it up. Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show is presented by Triday Trading. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, Bubba Sizemore. Good morning, Bubba. Size, you have more size. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, Sizemore. Uh, jazz have had terrible uniforms forever. See, I I totally yeah, disagree. Yeah, totally with disagree. That. Totally I disagree. think they have had some of the cleanest uniforms. The white, yellow, green, and I'm going to call it gold. The white, gold, green pinstripe like the, I think the Jazz have had clean uniforms the Stockton and Malone Mountain Purple Mountain thing I sure I mean you're probably split on that okay I'll even give you that I think the city edition uniforms last year yeah I think those navy those blue navy uniforms that they wear I thought that was one of the best uniforms in the NBA I think when they that, were wearing that look I think that the thing the dynamic that's at play here is twofold number one the jerseys that you rolled out with are such a stark difference from what you had that that is obviously shocking, just generally speaking, to the fan base, number yes. one. Number two, the fact that the blue jersey, the the orange, red, yellow gradient jersey, I think that was, is that the City Edition, I think yeah. it was? That gradient jersey, yes. that was a fan favorite. And so when you think about guys like Donovan and Bogey and Rudy and like this team that they had that went to the playoffs for five years in a row, you that Clipper game 
where Terrence Mann went off, I believe you were wearing yeah. that Gradient jersey, right? When when you think about the biggest moments in the last five years, you were wearing the Gradient or you were wearing the blue. And so when you go from those colors to this, not only have you cut the life out of the uniform, but it is a stark, stark difference. So a harsh to me, difference. To me, and again, I'm... I, you know, hey, I'm not in the organization. I'm just me, right? Small YouTube guy, totally get it. But to me, if I was doing this, I would not have done a rebrand until after the new guys I brought in had a chance to establish themselves with the fan base. Because then I could make a whole hype video and people would be like, oh yeah, look, Markinen's wearing this. That's a sick jersey. Colin Sexton's wearing that, you know? And then you can work things in. But I think, I think there was like this feeling of like having to rush and like, Ryan having to put his stamp on it, and they kind of... I felt like it was a mix between, hey, a new era of jazz basketball, kind of, and and needing a rebrand, but not really knowing how to do that rebrand the the best way possible so that the fans attach themselves to it. And it's yeah. hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm certainly not sitting here saying it's easy because it, it is not easy, but I think that, that when you're an NBA franchise, when you're at the highest level of basketball literally in the world... There are expectations that you will do things the right way and you will do things at a certain level. And that's what I think for the Jazz, there's no getting away from. You're not getting away from that, that you know, fans aren't in love with these jerseys. You're not getting away from that there's nothing to hold on to with this team right now. Like, you're not. You're not getting away from the fact that Donovan Mitchell had a night last night and Jazz fans want to talk about that, not what's on this team right now. You know, and that I think is what's tough. And and I just being in the industry, you know, being in that place, like I understand it. I totally get it. But at the same time, I just it's it's it, it is it's difficult. That's what I'll say. Well, so, if marketing was easy, everybody would crush it in marketing. Marketing's not easy. And I think when you look at what their uniforms were, you said something there that makes a lot of sense. Soul. The uniforms that they have now lack soul. That, that to me is the single biggest problem with these with these duds is that they're not your uniform has to be fire I mean there, there's just no your, other way your uniform is what fans remember about a certain time and place when something important happened so and listen their uniforms have not always been bad no. this uniform collection right here that blue jersey on the left is fire yeah I that, love that that. Is, that is what every jazz fan right now knows and loves. The blue, even the white one is fine. I've never been a fan of that particular green one. I don't like or that Or the green other one. green one that was a bit brighter. I've never been a fan of the green. But I think that blue and white combination has always been what the Utah Jazz have been. And I don't feel like you had enough of a reason to do the rebrand. Like, I understand, hey, if you're a playoff team with your new group and you're doing new things and you've moved on from the Donovan Rudy team that you had, okay, yeah, I get it. We got to rebrand a little bit here. But if you're going to rebrand, it's got to be like nails, man. Yeah, and I didn't ever love the I didn't ever love the, you know, the the Carlos Boozer, Darren Williams white jersey. I never loved that. But I'm telling you these jerseys are not the end of the world. The the purple mountain next year, the black and the yellow and the white this year, you should be wearing that yellow jersey. And it the problem is they lack soul. They lack they lack tradition of any kind. Right. And, and again, I look at the this new note. Look at the note on the white jersey. Yeah. That's not a Utah Jazz note. It's not. And I understand that that there is this simplistic vibe about it. 
I totally get that. That's not a Utah Jazz note. That's not. And I think that's the biggest issue. If your biggest issue was the shape of the note, but the rest of the jersey was fire, you could deal with sitting here. You could deal with that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, Renee Roca says the Jazz have good colors. It should be easy. I agree. Uh, Boyd Lake says too many executives fail to appreciate how hard good design is. Oh, agreed. And it 100%. is it, it is absolutely difficult. Yeah, it is absolutely what difficult. Loverin, what's up? He says, has Vivint been updated in the last ten years? Yeah, multiple times. They've done upgrades. They're doing upgrades now. The building's going to look completely different. The visuals, the boards, the ribbons. The there's a new entertainment plaza. Like I mean, they, yeah, they're yeah. doing a lot. Yeah. Mike Chase says, uh, those jerseys suck. I will never buy one. Really? Really? Uh, Eric and Rowley says, Monty, dot, dot, dot. Oh, boy. Uh, we all have eyes. Those jerseys are not great. <laughs> you, I'm not telling you these jerseys are fabulous. I am not telling you that. What I'm telling you is the purple, black, and yellow are not the end of the world. The black jersey is serviceable. There's... I'm- they're, they're not, are they spectacular? No. Absolutely not. I'm kind of with you on this yellow and white thing. I, I almost feel like the yellow is, you know, at least it has some character to oh, it. Oh, it's way better. That white on the far the right. The white is just, is just so lifeless. Dude, man. it's garbage. The white is the bad one. The yellow is not the bad one. The white one is the bad one. I feel like if if the Jazz, one of the things I thought they should have done with this yellow uniform to, in the, you know, back when we were talking about when it first came out, I felt like what they should have done is they should have dressed the whole arena with the yellow uniform you, to roll it out. You, what you should have done is you should have put a yellow jersey on every chair in that building. And what then, you should have done is you should have spent the money and had an event. Right. You didn't have an event. You didn't have. And again, I'm not telling you to keep going back to Stockton and Malone. Yeah. yeah you should yeah. have had Stockton and Malone there. You should have had... You should have had your legends but, roll out in those new jerseys. But they knew they were trading Don and Rudy. Well, and I think that's why that they could didn't be. want to do an event. That could be. But are you telling me that you couldn't have, at the time, Donovan Mitchell be part of that? Okay, Don won't do it. Okay, great. No problem. Are you telling me you couldn't have gotten Jordan Clarkson to stand next to John Stockton? Well, no. You could have had JC there. Are, no you, are you kidding me? Yeah. That yeah. And, and that's my biggest issue, is that you don't have history. You don't have tradition. You don't have soul. These are not our Utah Jazz men. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. This is not our Utah Jazz team. I said it the other day, and everybody said I was being a dick about it. I'm telling you, I'm not. This team, they're all anonymous to us. These jerseys are not Jazz jerseys. They're jerseys that say Jazz, but these are not Utah Jazz jerseys. These are not Utah Jazz players. What am I getting attached to? Again, the word that you use that I think is perfect is soul. Yes. There's no soul. It lacks soul. It lacks love, warmth. You, you, you completely forgot the basic principle of marketing, which is empathy. Have empathy for your end user. Yes. What is a fan yes. going to hang on to if they walk into the team store? Yes, you needed purple uniforms. You did. You needed a retro it's a throwback. It It should be there every year. But if you go to like the Suns, the Suns Instagram, Mrs. Monty and I were having this exact discussion last night, and I said, "Pull up the Suns Instagram account. It's one of the worst in the NBA." Yet, what do they have? They have DeAndre Ayton, one of the most controversial players in their their team right now. 
wearing the throwback Charles Barkley sunburst uniforms. Yep. And they have them in a retro And admittedly, vibe. it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. What did you get from the Utah Jazz? You didn't get the Purple Mountain retro vibe because... Was an afterthought. So now I think the conversation shifts to what's the contingency plan? What is the hey, yeah, all this happened, so how do we move forward? Yeah. To me, I'd be going all in on my guys now. I'd be saying, okay, here's who I'm looking at. But look at what Mark Rasmussen said. Who the F are these guys? Yeah. You have nobody to hang on to. And this is why I ask, did you really think through trading Donovan Mitchell? Who the fuck are you? Did you really think through that? Who the f is that guy? Did you really ask yourself, well, you know, we have the all-star game in town. Okay, Jordan Clarkson's our guy. Go all in on Jordan Clarkson. I want to see Jordan Clarkson wearing a yellow uniform. Yeah. I want to see Jordan Clarkson wearing a black uniform. I want to see Jordan Clarkson wearing that practice jersey white uniform. But we haven't seen a single, and go look, because I looked last night. We have not seen a single jazz player wearing a yellow uniform. Not once. Yeah. Why? Hey, look at me. Why? I, I, I just don't understand well, it. I, think I we, really we don't. I think we know why. I, I think we know why. I, I, I think we have a very clear understanding of why. They, they, you know, obviously they, based on their actions, they don't feel like the yellow jersey was one the fans liked, which is pretty obvious at this point. But at yep. the same time, I think the your point about, you know, the core fundamental of marketing marketing is not and i'm probably going to sound like an a-hole saying this but marketing is not about what the end user thinks when you roll something out yes right marketing is about making the end user like the product even if it's not very likable yeah that's the that's the thing and so there was a moment i'm sure inside the organization when everyone was in a boardroom and said hey this is the design we're going with what do you guys think and everyone's like well mm, you know Supply chain, we don't have time to make another jersey, so yeah, we'll go with it. But they've never felt it never felt like to me they were fully in on this. You no, know, it and didn't. like fully behind it. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I just wish they had they they were more passionate about it. I, I I really do. Uh Jeremy Bolton. Wow, comment dump. Uh Jeremy Bolton says, Monty, are you saying that the Jazz don't have tradition, spirit, and honor? Uh I I whatever do you mean? With all uh, due respect. Yeah, Tanner Plummer says, I don't know, Mont. This current team is starting to grow on me like a fungus. They're starting to grow on you. <laughs> um, I, think about the guys on this roster. Who are you really attached to? Are you The only guy I'm attached to is Jordan Clarkson. I'm not attached to Mike Conley. I, like, who else? Like, Azabuki? Jared Butler? I'm not attached to any of these guys. And I, I just think that when you look at who the best players on this team are, it's Colin Sexton. It's probably Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. It, it, you know, like they've been pushing Markkinen. You know, like I, I think Sexton's the one I'm following. I mean, I think that Sexton but, is the guy that's got the best chance to be a, a foundational player. But he's not even a starter on this team. Well, that'll change. I would think so. But I, I don't know. I think. But, but that, even that is a great point. You, you, you see what's happening here. Different head coach, all different players, different front office, different jerseys. Might as well be a different building, right? Like that's the thing that. And so when it's not that all of that has happened and that that's a mistake, the mistake is not as you oh. said, empathizing and working in some hallmark things to to keep your fans engaged. Because I'm telling you, I was watching Twitter last night, bro. I know for a fact that Jazz fans 
are not interested in talking about this team. No. They're more interested. I had a conversation yesterday with someone who's lived here his whole damn life and is more concerned about Rudy Gobert on the Minnesota Timberwolves and how that's going to work out because Rudy was his favorite player than how than, than how this current oh, team's going to uh, work. There's no doubt. Like, if you were on Twitter last night, you saw it was about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Donovan, and, by the way, you were 100% right on Donovan. Donovan it looks like a cold-blooded killer right now. You see how easy that mid-range is for him now? He it, Don's going to be 30 points a night. I don't know that he'll play any defense. Although I I watched, he played pretty decent defense last night, but Donovan Mitchell's going to be a stud. Donovan, and, and that's, but to your point, that's who I'm going to pay attention to. Like, yeah. I, there's not a whole lot for me. At, we're going to watch Jazz games because we have to. You're going to have great availability to tickets that are nice and close to the floor. Um, you're going to have the all-star game, which by the way, we're going to give away an all-star weekend experience on this show. Yep. Um, and then you're going to be looking forward to the draft, but I look at NY jazz fan. Someone on here said it best. They are jerseys inspired for church brawl ball, the brawl that begins with prayer. Boy, we've had some church ball brawls in, on, in this house. Yes, we have, you know. Church ball's real. Uh, Tucker Brady says, these are, are the jerseys that will lead us to the promised land of a top draft pick. Mm. You, are, well, mm. you'll, you'll probably be in the lottery. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Tanner says, I was at the game against Georgia Tech when they rolled them out. Man, they sucked, Jeremy. <clears throat> okay. 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 Eric and Raleigh says, the square root of basketball. Thank you. <clears throat> Uh, Jeremy says, yep, I'll never forget the photo session and seeing all the players pissed about having to wear those on their back. Yeah, different conversation, different, different show. Uh, let's see. Only guy that matters is Kelly Olenek, Josh Covering <laughs> says. Why is yes, your starting yes, yes. center? Man, did... I, I, you see what I mean, though? That, like That trade, oh, that trade, that trade really bugs me. Yeah, it should I, bug I, you. I As hate... a Jazz fan, you should be uh, you you should be bugged about the Don trade. Frankly, Man. like again, I and I I there's a small part of me that feels bad because I feel like I don't have a lot of nice things to say about the Jazz right now. But I'm also not sitting here with a mission to be negative. Like I no. I, I feel like the Don trade now is looking like you traded him for a guy that's going to sit on the bench and play like 20 minutes a night. You didn't Let's get Don not. for Don, man. No, the biggest stories in sports on the Monty Show, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. There you go. People won't stop checking me out either. Uh, and I go to Quick Quack Car, car, car Wash. Um, yeah, yeah. Appreciate everybody the other day that was uh, you know texting or tweeting pictures at us. Hey, if you go to Quick Quack, send us a picture. Maybe we'll yeah. give you a free car wash. Like When you guys go to Quick Quack or you go to any of our partners, send us pictures. Tweet us pictures. Like We love seeing that, and we're always going to hook you guys up when you do that stuff. But when you go to Quick Quack Car Wash, pay attention to the smiles on the faces of their employees. Get a membership. It's going to save you a ton of money as we head into the winter season. Salt, grime, dirt, dust, terribleness all over your car. Absolutely get a membership at Quick Quack Car Wash. They have so many locations. No matter where you are in the valley, you can find them. They're fast. It's fun. Take your kids to the car wash at Quick Quack because all the different colors, the soaps, like it's so much fun 
And the people are great to deal with, which is what I love about Quick Quack Car Wash. The biggest stories in sports this morning, I don't know. I think it's this uh, trash talking from Notre Dame. Um, you know, the the Audric Estime, the fine running back at Notre Dame, and he's very good, uh, saying that BYU players are, are not um, – the same as Notre Dame players. Oh, well, they're a good team. They got a lot of good players, but I feel like their players are matched to players that we have. So if we just play our football, I feel like we should handle business. Yeah. Their players aren't as good as our players. That's oh, well, they're a good team. They got a lot of good players, but I feel like their players are matched to players that we have. So if we just play our football, I feel like we should handle business. Wait, did he oh. just did he just say that their players are better than our players? Daddy? I mean, look, I don't know that he's wrong. I mean, Audric Estime is probably twice the running back Chris Brooks is right now, and we'll see if Miles Davis plays. But, right. I mean, I look at Audric. I look at, you know, again, Michael Mayer, I think, is a phenomenal, phenomenal tight end. I think he's the best tight end in the BYU room if he's there. Like, yeah, they have some players that are very good. I don't know that I'd be saying that out loud on game week. I think when you're playing and you're 2-2 two and two at Notre Dame, and, and this is a really important game for Notre Dame. You need to have some perspective on that, that this game is really critical for for the Irish because you are 2-2. Two and two. You're coming into this game as a four-point favorite, 530 uh, NBC live in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a big game, and yeah. I'm a little surprised to hear uh, Audric Estime, the starting running back in Notre Dame, saying that you know Notre Dame players are better than BYU players. That's a little surprising to me. I mean, is it disrespect? I don't know. Is this just trash talking? Is this disrespect? You know, the biggest problem for Notre Dame here is I don't think it's either one of those. I just think it was a thoughtless comment. And I think when you listen to what Audric Estime, the running back at Notre Dame, said here, I don't think he had any intent behind it. I just don't think he should have said it. Oh, well, they're a good team. They got a lot of good players, but I feel like their players are matched to players that we have. So if we just play our football, I feel like we should handle business. I have no problem with a guy saying, hey, if we just play our game, we're going to win the game. Yeah. I mean, Harris Lachance essentially said the same thing yesterday. If we do our job, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. I have no problem with that. But when you start talking about their players versus our players, that's, yeah. that's when you get into this. Is this a disrespectful comment I, in your opinion? I don't think it's a – I struggle with the idea that it's a disrespectful comment, but I do think that it is, you know, trash talking. You're poking the bear. You're, you're you know, you're – <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's trash talking, and I think that that you know BYU they need to be frankly BYU needs to come out with a point to prove. Like I'm tired of having the conversation about missed tackles and missed assignments and slow starts. It's like, dude, like I I literally just want to say to these guys, like, let's go, like, grow up, get it done, let's go, like, get off to a fast start, like, shut their run game down, man, like, like the defensive line. Be assignment sound. Max yeah. Tooley, don't over-pursue, bro. I love watching you play football. I love your game. Your game suffers when you over-pursue. And when you're playing a back like Audric, who is, what do they have? What do they have Audric listed as? ESPN have him listed, like, his height and weight and everything. What do they got him Audric at? Estime is 5'11", 227. The guy is almost 230 pounds. And he's only 5'11", which means he's lower than the his pad level is going to be lower than your pad level, which makes him incredibly difficult to tackle. So you've got to get lower. And so to me, I just I want to be like, yes, Audric is running his mouth, no doubt about it. Same time, yeah. If you don't come out and do your damn job, was he wrong? No, he probably wasn't wrong. Did you lose the game? Yeah, you probably did. So that's why I say. 
BYU can be upset about this, but they haven't exactly done enough to 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 really shut down the hey Notre Dame's better than BYU conversation in my opinion. I'm just I'm just telling you. Audric Estime is an awfully difficult guy to bring down, especially for a defense at BYU that doesn't tackle the run well. And I think when you look at that's the problem. This kid can probably back it up. I don't know. I mean, if you are not going to be, and it'll be interesting to see who's healthy across the defensive line for for BYU. And, He's averaging and five yards a carry, four point nine yards a carry. Like, come on. I mean, he is he is absolutely. He's absolutely a stud, and it, as I said earlier, not to be redundant, I mean, the, the problem is when you throw the ball to Michael Mayer as well as they do, uh, the fine tight end at Notre Dame, and he is very good. Um, he's a good blocker. He's an inline blocker. He can easily leak out. He does not play the middle of the field exclusively. He's a guy that you can throw the ball to on the boundary. Like I'm just, me? I'm just telling you, if you are not going to tackle the run well, and if you are not going to be gap gap assignment strong and if yeah. you are not going to be where you need to be when you need to be there you're going to lose a game to Notre <laughs> Dame it's it, it's that simple because <laughs> Notre Dame is that guy that's going to going to put together 12 14 play drives that take nine minutes yeah those are soul-sucking drives yes and when when Audric Estime isn't getting it done they can they can throw it to Lorenzo Styles on the outside because he's fast he's yeah. very fast um the issue is going to be Drew Pine and whether or not uh, Notre Dame has has enough um, with Drew Pine throwing the football because he's clearly, I think, their number one guy. Um, although, you know, Buckner's a guy that can run the football as well, but I think Drew Pine's won that job. Um, and, and the other thing, I see everybody's comments this morning about 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 Baylor, you know, like I, I or excuse me, about Marshall. I would not be relying on the Marshall loss to get you a win against against Notre Dame. Yeah. That that if the game that you need to watch is the North Carolina game cuz North Carolina is a solid football team and you look at what Estime and the Irish offensively did to them. They leaked out Michael Mayer. They I mean you you look at the way that they won that game. It was with Estime carrying the rock. Go look at the Ohio State tape. Yeah. Ohio State is arguably the best team in the country, and they hung with Ohio State for three quarters. Yeah. And it, it was Audric Estimate carrying the rock. Yeah, Ohio State's probably twice the team BYU is. And their linebackers tackle very well, and they did not tackle Audric Estimate very well. And you look at the Marshall loss. Michael Mayer had 100 yards receiving and a touchdown in that game. Yeah. They're very difficult to deal with. I, I If you are a BYU fan, be <laughs> humble here. I am telling you, this Notre Dame team is good. BYU is fully capable of beating them. There is no doubt about that in my mind. But what I am telling you is, I would not have said this if I were Audra Gustame. I think this comment's a mistake on a game week in a neutral site. I totally agree. He mouthed off like, this is a neutral site game in Vegas at Allegiant. Yeah. You and I both know that that BYU fans love Vegas. It's Provo South. Oh, it's going to be loaded. The, yeah. I, from what I understand, BYU fans have dominated the 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 secondary ticket market. That building, I think that building is going to be 60-40 Notre Dame, but that 40% is going to be very loud and very raucous yeah. and very passionate. Yeah, BYU, I, I again, I think this comes down to, is Puka going to play? Because BYU is going to have to be explosive to win this game offensively. Miles Davis doesn't look like he's going to play from what it looks like. Um, can you count on Christopher Brooks uh, to carry the rock against Notre Dame? 
I don't know. But this is where you need guys like Christopher Brooks to step up. Keanu Hill's got to have a couple big but plays But what did you say game. about Jaron earlier? Yeah, this could be Jaron's saving grace game. This could be this could be the game where Jaron Hall has the opportunity to launch himself into the Heisman conversation. Like, I th I'm a big believer in Jaron. I think he should be at the Heisman ceremony. But if there was ever an opportunity where you're a dog at a neutral site on national TV, this would be that opportunity. Because I guarantee you... There will be hundreds of thousands of people that could care less about BYU that are watching this game for Notre Dame, and they will see Jaron. And what can he put together? Yeah, and I think you worry about Josh Larson. I think you worry about Gabe Summers. I think Mangelson's going to be uh, – uh, is probably not going to play in this game. Um, you're going to be banged up up front. And I think if you're – the other thing that BYU is going to have to do is they're going to have to get in the backfield here. You, on defense, you're going to have to get penetration. You're going to have to get in the backfield. And you're going to have to make. You're going to have to take away Drew Pine, and you're going to have to take away Estime's feet. And if if you can do that, you're going to win this game. Yeah. Max Tooley's got to be a stud. Ben Bywater's got to have a hell of a game. Tyler Batty's got to have a hell of a game. Um, you know, and obviously you're also dinged on the back end. Um, you're you're missing your safety with a broken hand here. That's a huge problem. Uh, Malik Moore is a guy that you've come to count on and trust back there, and now he's not going to play in this game. I, I mean, you just, you're you're dinged up on a defense that has not performed very well since these guys fell out. I mean, it started with the Tuiati Mariner injury, um, Gabe Summers with this PCL thing that he's played through. Yeah, I mean, my hope is that Gabe Summers took a week off and he's going to play now. That's what the, the you know that's what they're talking about. We'll see if that comes to fruition here. Right. But if you're going to play three up front and drop eight, you're going to get crushed in this game. You're going to lose by 21 points. Yeah. Because you're not going to have the football. You're not going to be able to stop the run. You're going to have to put six, seven guys in the box against Notre Dame. Yeah. I have to believe that that's the game plan. I think if you're if you're seeing a lot of three down, eight back, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. Because to 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 win this game, it's 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 easy. I don't mean to make it so simplistic. You got to stop the run and you got to run the ball. Very simply, if you run the ball, Jaron Jaron Hall is one of the best quarterbacks in the country with an offense that can run the ball. Yeah, he's better than, in my opinion, I, I I think he's better than Zach Wilson. I think he's more polished than Zach Wilson. He has come back. He has been healthy. He has played well. He's made big plays. Yes, and he's made big plays with his arm. He's not relying on the run anymore. Anyway, okay. Let's get some comments in here. Okay. Football fifty presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza in seven minutes. Uh, you know, Eric and Rowley says Notre Dame is one and two. The UNC doesn't count because that's an FCS defense. Don't care. Yeah, don't care. Doesn't matter. They won the game. Doesn't. Then does Marshall not count? Right. I mean, I, I would guess. Josh Lemberd says that would be the worst trash talk ever if that is trash talking. That's I, I, I think it was just naivete. I don't think it was. I don't think this is. Oh, well, let me uh, let me get on the Mormons and start talking about you know how bad they are. Oh, well, they're a good team. They got a lot of good players, but I feel like their players don't match the players that we have. So if we just play our football, I feel like we should handle business. Yeah. Sorry if you're offended by that. You know the difference between BYU and Notre Dame. BYU gives their players media training daily. <laughs> Clearly, in Notre Dame, they don't. I mean, clearly at Notre Dame, they do not. Uh, MY Jazz fan says, what is going to happen in Golden State? Green uh, going to get traded. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up, and I don't mind talking about that, by the way, because it appears, and this is just me, right? but it appears that um, nobody on this show likes Draymond Green. Right. 
in any way, shape, or form. Nobody likes Draymond. He's Green. unlikable. If you did not hear the story, um, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face <laughs> in practice, and he was kicked out of practice for it. <clears throat> Apparently, Jordan Poole's fine, right? But they are talking about suspending Draymond Green. What do you think will happen here? Yeah, he's going to get suspended, no doubt about it. Uh, I think that. I think the problem is, is you know, I mean, we see this in sports. Like Jordan Poole has had an upcoming recently. Jordan Poole has a ring. Jordan Poole um, is one of their best players, you know. Uh, and Jordan Poole is about to get paid uh, the most money he's ever been paid in his life. And I respect the hell out of that. That said, just because you've got money doesn't mean that you can run your mouth and be Mr. Arrogant. And you don't have anywhere near the money that Steph, Clay, and Draymond have. So to me, Jake, Jordan Jake, Poole. He punched him in the face. Bro. Yeah, I don't care. Jordan He Poole punched him in the face. He had it coming. In the face. Drop that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He had that coming, bro. You know what I mean? Donnie, ah, Grizzlies head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz in 15 minutes on the See, Monty Show. Presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. He punched him in the face. Let's settle this right now. First of all, first of all, Jordan Poole, dude, shut up. You have not done a thing. All of this goes back to the Japan trip. Donnie, you're out of your element. Where Clay and Steph beat Jordan Poole and another Warrior teammate in a three-point shooting contest. Yeah. And Clay Thompson even said, man, it was good to win that three-point shooting contest. I like playing with, you know, finally I, I got to be on Curry's team, like me and Steph. Like, I always have to compete against him. And we won, and it was nice to shut up Jordan Poole. Keep it real. Jordan Poole has been <laughs> running his mouth. But here's the problem. In the finals, you were not very good. You were good for like three minutes at a time. And so you start mouthing off, and Draymond punched you in the face. That's an issue. He punched him. <laughs> You punched you in the face. The dust up. Now, they're going to take Jordan Poole over Draymond Green every day. Yeah. Draymond's like 87 years old. Yeah. But he punched you. Anyway, the point Catch is. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Catch me at the practice facility. How about that? <laughs> this is the problem with, with the young guys in the NBA. Yeah. This is Victor Wambanyama the other day. Well, if I was never born, right. Vu Francais and stuff. This is Tyler Hero. This is Tyler Hero. Well, I had a baby, but I got paid. Yeah. Like, it's all this stuff. Shut up and play basketball. Become a superstar before you start talking a bunch of junk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yep. if you would have done that, Draymond wouldn't have punched you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, does that... He, Draymond, he punched you in the face. Draymond directly. Green. Why are you punching somebody in the face? I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Who are you, Bill Romanowski? What now? Second of all, do you remember that? Now? Bill Romanowski punched his teammate in the face, broke his eye socket, got sued. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, you don't even know who Bill Romanowski is, That's right, T. You don't know who... God. God, what if you're listening your deal, to the show, dude? Jake doesn't know who Bill Romanowski is. Please allow his testicles to drop into his groin. Me? Um... <laughs> who Romo is I know the name okay I know the name I mean he was Raider. a he was a really good baseball player football player I mean did you see that no hitter he threw Bill you're Romanowski guy, pal. trust me you're not that guy Jacobowski uh anyway the point is 
Why is Draymond Green punching people in the face? If I'm the Warriors, I probably, probably am in my last season with Draymond. Yeah. I'm probably going to trade him. And he signed an extension. Totally get that. You cannot punch your teammates in the face. No. It's not a good thing. Yeah, you can't do it. So having having said that, when they raised the championship over their head in June. Yeah. You know. uh, Jeremy Bolton says, how about that jabroni who got laid out by Bobby Wagner pressing charges? What a tool. I mean, this is this is impossible. Like I I I do, here's the video you're watching. Right. This bro is out here protesting. Oh my god, he took a you helmet. Drop that motherfucker. I mean, Bobby Wagner punched him in the face with his helmet. <laughs> this dude is in what Jeremy Bolton's talking about here is Alex Caruso. Uh no, I'm kidding. That's an inside joke with Jeremy. Anyway, the point is, this guy runs on the field to protest cruel treatment of pigs. Yeah. I kid you not. Right. But Bobby Wagner said, well, I don't know what he had in his hands. Yeah. I don't know what he had in his hands. Right. And frankly, I'm not going to wait to find out because I can listen to Football 50 and Monty will tell me what he had in his hands presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Jackal Pizza. Jackal Pizza. Anyway, uh, use the promo code. Wow, that was obnoxious as hell. Hello. Um, so this cat runs on the field and Bobby Wagner, the linebacker for the Rams late of the, uh, Seattle Seahawks targets this guy with the crown of his helmet flat out. Look at the technique. Look at it. Te- play it again. Look at the technique. Look at Bobby Wagner's technique here. Bobby totally Wagner, illegal hit right here. Yeah. But Bobby Wagner saw him coming over the middle, adjusted to the he's route. He's got the launch. He's got the lowering of the crown. He did of his not launch. No, he did yes, not launch. He, did. he never launched Look at him. He does Look not leave this. his feet. Bobby Wagner never left Are, his he, feet. What? He never left his feet. What? Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner diagnosed the play from the beginning. He saw the man yeah. turn in on the button hook route yeah. and he dropped him like a sack of potatoes. The point is, this guy has now filed a police report. And the thing that I don't understand is, you know this is a crime. It's a violation of the code of conduct on the back of your ticket, which nobody reads. (laughs) This dude knew he was going to jail before he even got out of bed that day. Yeah. He clearly planned this. He is an animal rights activist protesting the inhumane treatment of pigs. Unless I had told you that, you would never know what he was doing there. Yeah. Running around with pink smoke in his hand. What is this, this agenda day, reveal? But in this day... <laughs> he's had, it's a girl! <laughs> in this day and age, let's be honest, you have no idea what this idiot had in his hands. I applaud Bobby Wagner, who also, by the way, said, my biggest concern is not the injuries of the guy I dropped. It's the security guard who was also oh injured. Oh, my God, dude. Who was also injured trying to keep this idiot off the field. And to the point here, this at- guy. <laughs> watch, fight one more time. Just watch the security guard. Don't mind the other people in the yellow. First, okay, we got to stop. Good footwork. Good footwork. Oh, Bobby Wagner's coming. Might want to stop. Oh, that's an ACL. <laughs> He's out for the year. My point is, this guy filed a police report accusing Bobby Wagner of assault. Yeah. I, this is going nowhere. And if it's, let's say this goes to court. Yeah. Are you really going to charge Bobby Wagner with a crime? No. no. B, are you going to sue him for assault? No. Good luck winning that. What judge is going to side with the pigs over Bobby Wagner? Yeah. 
Nobody. 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 And then there's uh, little Joe Burrow. Little Joey. Joey went on the uh, Colin Cowherd show and talked about concussions. I mean, everybody knows the profession that we do is a dangerous game. That's always a possibility. But then when it happens, you, know, you kind of just collectively hold your breath and one, hope that he's okay. Two, that they can get him to a hospital safe because whenever something like that happens, you know he's going to the hospital. Um, and three, he can come back eventually and have uh, a normal life and a career, which sounds like fortunately he's going to be able to. Dude. Wow. Um, a, that's what one bite he said. This is the bite that really scares you, though. So you hear Joe Burrow saying, well, you hope he can come back and be okay. So, Joe, what about your concussions? It's hard to say. Just you get you start to ring a little bit. Um, I have never had any like lasting effects from a concussion. Like I've I've been hit and forgot the rest of the game before. That's happened a couple of times, but I've never had one where I have headaches for like a week and I I have symptoms of concussion after the game. Um, like I said, I've had some where you know I don't remember the second half or I don't remember the entire game or um, I know that I got a little dizzy at one point, but nothing. Nothing last long lasting. Oh my God, this is bad for the NFL. Yeah. So wait, let me get this right. Nothing long lasting. I, mean, I can't remember what happened in the game. Yeah, I can't remember you know, XYZ banana double uh, cross. Uh, but it's you know, Y two Z banana concussion. Are you serious? You're basically sitting here saying that uh, no concussion's been that bad. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember them being bad. And by the way, I have I mean, them all the time. They might have been bad. I mean, my ears are ringing right now, so I can't really concentrate, but I don't remember the con- Are you serious with this? Like, yeah. I don't get this. I understand it's millions and millions. It's hundreds of millions of dollars if you're Joe Burrow. Totally understand that. Are you going on Colin Cowherd's podcast to say this? Because that's where this was. This was done on Colin Cowherd's podcast. Yeah. So are you really going to go on Colin Cowherd's podcast and say, well, (laughs) concussions? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Of course I've had concussions, but I don't remember them. (laughs) That's what he did here. Yeah. That does not fit. I mean, listen listen to the first 20 seconds of this. It's hard to say. Just you you start to ring a little bit. Um, I have never had any like lasting effects from a concussion. Like I've, I've been hit and forgot the rest of the game before. I've been hit and forgot the rest of the game, but you know, that's not a lasting thing. I mean, I played like crap in that game. I saw the tape. I mean, I don't remember playing like crap. I got hit. I don't remember the game. But I don't have any lasting effects. Can you imagine just flat out not remembering what Joe, you did three hours ago? Joe, that's called brain damage, bro. You you don't that's lasting. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, what well, and this is why I say like It's shocking to me. Uh, you don't remember the game. You we can't keep doing this. Like No. And I'm I telling under- you it's helmet technology. They have to build a helmet that is better. You have to there's dude. I just don't believe you can't do it. Dude. I d- Dude, are you serious? Yeah, Eric and Raleigh. Concussions aren't that bad. I've had tons of concussions. I can't remember them. Bro, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. James Knight says his manager should be slapped around for allowing that messaging. His, you mean his coach? Yes. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, concussions just happen in sports and in life, so we just have to deal with being concussed whether we remember or not. Exactly. Dude. Exactly. Ben and Sam, exploring with Ben and Sam. I got hit by a car at five, got launched, fractured my skull, unconscious six to seven hours, no long-term effects. Yep, reality sucks. Jesus. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, Brett Burnett, I know what he, what we doing, still doing sports and still driving. Yeah, I, I... Okay, smaller pads, no helmets might be an option. Dude, what I'm telling you is there, football is broken, and the fact that we are prioritizing... Money and winning over brain function. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, is, is they go what? hand in hand too, in the sense that if you made football, like imagine a world where in football brain injuries were just gone, like deleted from the game. If if all you had to worry about was your body and your brain, like your brain was protected, we'd be having a different conversation. That's why I'm on this train of like, hey, develop a helmet. That will protect these guys. I if don't it's think bigger, you can. I don't think uh, you can. I disagree. I disagree. I think you can. I think that, you know, we're able to develop rocket ships and satellites and all this other crazy stuff. You're telling me we can't develop a football helmet that protects people? Uh, I, Come on, man. You know. Uh, Giggity says, this is why Joey B is paid to throw a football and not talk about concussions. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. These comments are damning for the NFL. And my jazz fan says, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Exploring with Ben and Sam, that that was a bad explanation. Yeah, dude. Yes, yes. it was. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, forgetting the game is a symptom. Yes, it is. This is terrifying to me. It, Joe Burrow is young. how casual it is for him, too. That's the thing that's disturbing. It's casual. Yeah, I totally agree, man. It, it is terrifying to me that, that we're actually, that's what we're talking about right there. It's, it's crazy. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. We bring you the biggest stories in college and professional football presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. 911, what's your emergency? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, we traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. I've heard it 30 times and I'm still amazed by that commercial. It's a great commercial, Papa man. Papa Murphy's. I want it. So good. The Jacko Pizza at Papa Murphy's available now in the Papa Murphy's app or online. Make sure you check them out. Download the app. It's the way we order our pizza. And again, yes. please, I'm begging you, barbecue sauce instead of red sauce. Yep. It's just what I'm saying about Do it. it. Do anything else you want. Do anything else you want. But barbecue sauce on pizza is a life hack. I am telling you, it is absolutely a life hack. And... There are there are very few situations where you will want red sauce over over. Yeah, no, you, sauce. you don't. You don't. You don't. I mean, unless you're getting deep dish, you know, you're 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 going barbecue sauce. Yep, I agree. I uh, I'm all, all day about long, that. dude. Uh, all Papa day Murphy's long. Pizza. Use the promo code uh, Monty twenty five for twenty five percent off your purchase of twenty five dollars or more. Uh Utah Grizzlies head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz will join us here in just a couple of minutes. Then in fifteen minutes after that, we are going to to kind of explain to you what we are doing as the the show continues to evolve. The evolution and, of the greatness. Uh, matriculate into awesomeness and stuff. See, Mrs. Monty comes down here with pollens and thinks it's no problem. No, she's wearing a t shirt that says hey boo. Get it? It's a it's a get it. Yeah, it's like, what is up with the yeah she's rocking pollens. Pollen Air Jordan 1s. There's an Air Jordan 3 release this morning. It's a women's women's Air Jordan 3, which is incredibly frustrating because I love that shoe. 
Um, I haven't won an auction in like three days. And I'm jonesing a little bit. Right. Uh, but so coming up at 8.15, we'll talk about that. And uh, we'll tell you exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of change on the show. I think, you guys, I think you guys know we've hinted at it and we've talked about it uh, for months at a time. And so, you know, we're finally going to reveal that um, after uh, we talk to Ryan Kanasiewicz, the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies, should join us here any minute. Uh, wanted to also let you know this show is presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, make sure that when you're in an accident, you have somebody that fights for your rights. You have somebody that is not the insurance company telling you they're going to, you know, do their best for you. No, count on the advocates, Utah's best injury attorneys, the advocates, utahadvocates.com. I've known Matt Driggs and the guys at the advocates for over 10 years. Um, simply put, when you're in an accident, you don't want anybody else in your corner but the advocates because they're going to defer your medical bills. You don't have to worry about, you know, hey, how am I going to pay for this or that because you don't come out of your pocket to get representation that you deserve. It's not your fault you were in an accident or somebody hit you while they were driving distracted. No, the advocates know that, so they're going to fight for you. They'll defer your medical bills, no upfront costs, so there's no big retainers. Uh, there's no consultation fees. In fact, get online right now and chat with them at utahadvocates.com. Without further ado, let's welcome uh, the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies, Ryan Kanasiewicz, into the show. Uh, no, that's me right here. <laughs> Au revoir. Uh, coach, how are you this morning? Doing good. How are you doing? First day using the equipment. Don't mind me. Um Hey, congratulations on a great season last season. Obviously, you guys are getting ready to, uh, you know, fully go into training camp. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people are are getting back to arenas. A lot of people are getting back to hockey. So let's talk about your club. You, you guys, obviously, you know, you won the Mountain Division Championship. You made a deep playoff run last year. Look back on last year. What was so great about it? What felt so good for you guys at the Grizzlies um, achieving that and what had to be an incredibly difficult time? Yeah, it was, I mean, a huge sense of accomplishment, you know, for, for the players, for our staff, for the organization. Um, it was just, uh, it was just a really special group, you know, every, every so often you get a group that comes together like ours did last year and, you know, they accomplish good things. So. Well, you know, I think the other thing that, that has to be said though, is that's a big moment for you in your career. I mean, you're, as far as being a head coach, I mean, you had a spectacular playing career. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you were... You, I mean, you played for the Grizzlies, you know, as you said the other day, this is your 11th year in the in the organization. You had a great playing career, but this really was a big for you at, in being a head coach. I mean, there has to be some personal reward in that for you. Yeah, I mean, it was extremely satisfying. Obviously, at the end of the day, we, we still fell short. Um, but, you know, as a first-year head coach goes, uh, I think it was a pretty pretty successful season. How competitive are you? Because I've seen you play ping pong. Uh, I've heard about your golfing exploits, which you, you actually swing it pretty well. But you just strike me as a guy, and obviously I don't know you all that well. I've only been around you for a short time. But you strike me as a guy that is incredibly competitive. Am I wrong or am I right that you are a, a really competitive guy? I'm extremely competitive, yeah. Yeah, you can ask my wife. Uh, I'm always trying to create games at home or something. I just dislike something to get the get the blood flowing and uh yeah i i take things pretty seriously <laughs> <laughs> as you should and i i but i 
I ask I ask that because when you played at the level that you played at, you were again, you were an excellent hockey player. You played internationally, you played in the ECHL, like you were a goal scorer, you were a high performer. When you're that competitive, is it difficult to and I'm going to say downshift, but is it difficult to go from being that elite of a player to being a coach and watching guys do things that maybe you would have done differently? Yeah, it's it can be tough at times. Um especially early on right after I retired I just like you had nothing to fill that void and you know once I started coaching I think it it helps fill that void and and teaching these guys if you see something they do wrong that you might have done differently uh, that's where your experience and advice kind of you know helps out with them yeah talking to Utah Grizzlies head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz right here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates UtahAdvocates.com uh, Grizzlies open up uh, in just about uh, two weeks from tomorrow, in fact, the 21st and the 22nd opening weekend at Maverick Center. Check out uh, tickets online at utahgrizzlies.com. Um, you know, it, it's funny you talk about expectations and 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 whatnot. I mean, when when you look at where you guys were last year, what is the danger in everybody being like, hey, coach, great job. Hey, you know, good job last year. That was amazing. Like everybody talks about last year. How dangerous is it? you know, continuing to look back at what you guys accomplished last year? Yeah, I mean, um, last year's over, right? It was a great year. It's it's in the rearview mirror now. You know, we got, uh, we're going to getting end up getting teams best every night. You know, we're the division champs coming into this year. And, uh, um, you know, we need to be prepared and focused. And uh, it's, it's another 72-game haul. And, you know, it's... <laughs> A lot of things happen those 72 games. So, uh, you know, we're just – we're going to take one game at a time and, you know, continue to build on, on our success. You know, I, I think one of the things also is you guys have been pretty fortunate, although I think there is – we're starting to see some attrition with your roster here. But you have a lot of guys that are competing for spots in, you know, in, in the AHL, a, a level above the ECHL. You have a you have a lot of guys like that, but you also have a lot of guys that are coming back. And I think one of the things that was so remarkable about your club is you guys – you guys genuinely enjoyed being around each other. You had a really good culture. And again, I know there's that word, but you guys had a really good culture in the room and around the club last year. Can you replicate that success? And how important is it that you have a lot of the, your core guys coming back to the club? Yeah, I think having those core guys, like you talk about, um, joining you know our club for a second year, they're going to know what to expect from day one at training camp. So that should just bring the new guys in and, it should just kind of, you know, filter through the room and hopefully we just hit the ground running come October 21st. Yeah, well, and I, I think it's it's going to be interesting the way that your schedule sets up. You talk about October 21st. Hey, if you don't get to opening weekend, you're not going to see the Grizzlies, Coach. Well, I think you guys, your schedule puts you on the road for a month to open the season, essentially. I mean, uh, is there obviously you want to start fast, but I, I would imagine you guys really want to take all the points that opening weekend. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a good team in this league, you got to win on the road too. So, um, I like the the challenge and the opportunity of us going on the road. Uh, it's a good good time for us to bond and you know see what we're made of early on. I love that answer. Yeah, well, you got to win on the road too. That's part of the game, isn't it? But also, isn't that part of the challenge in your league? I mean, it, it is the ECHL is not an easy league to win in, and obviously, you guys have. You're kind of an enclave here with Boise uh, in that, you know, you guys really are the Western front of the ECHL, so your travel um, can be a little more challenging. How difficult is it to win on the road in this league? 
it's extremely difficult. You know, you're going into into other buildings where you know teams are are jacked up to play, but you know, I think we got a pretty good recipe. We had a good recipe last year, just keeping things simple. And you know, on the road, you can overcomplicate things sometimes. Um, we have nobody to play for on the road, right? We're there for ourselves. So, you know, the more we simplify, and you know, you can you can frustrate teams that way. So, yeah. No doubt about that. And, you know, I think one of the other interesting things that, you know, getting to you, to, to know you and being around you, talking to you about the club, one of the things that I find so interesting is how level you are. You don't tend to get too high or too low, and it seems like that's something that you really have as a strength. How important is that, do you think, to be – and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but you strike me as somebody that's very level. How important is that for you? I think it's really important. Um, I think just the consistency, you know, the guys knowing what to expect from day to day, um, keeping things calm on the bench. And I, we talked about, this was it last week or two weeks ago, just some of the best coaches I had were kind of the calmest guys. And, you know, when they, <clears throat> when they do blow up at you, which happens from time to time, it means, means more, you know, as opposed to blowing up every other day or every day. So, I think just keeping a level head and showing the guys that, you know, it's a consistent process, uh, you know, it, it helps our guys out for sure. Yeah. And you know, one of the other cool things about the club is you guys actually have a lot of local ties, you know, in the organization, you know, from the player standpoint, Jared Pike, who's your new assistant coach, uh, is a guy who grew up in the Maverick center. Um, you look at a guy like Garrett Metcalf who may or may not be with your club, but his, his you know, he was telling us that, you know, his dad was an official in this league and, you know, he loves playing in the building. Like, it's pretty cool that the Grizzlies, you know, you guys are really connected to the community through players, but also through your actions. So, I mean, that's pretty neat that you guys have all those local connections. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, we have, we also have Jordan Stone, um, who played for the Outliers here. We, we had Mason Manick last year, who who I think is has gone on and is going to school this year. But, you know, it's a testament to the, to the hockey that's uh, you know the youth hockey system here in Utah. They're they're producing some pretty good talent. Yeah, and by the way, um, one of the other most important local ties is Mrs. Kanachowicz is a local. She's a a Salt Lake City resident and a and a native. Like I think this the the funniest story you've ever told me is when you took your wife to Edmonton and it was the middle of the winter. How did she react to the to the cold conditions in in uh, Canada? Uh, I think her. She just flat out said, yeah, we're not going to live here. <laughs> so, um, but, which is amazing, but it's cold when you wait, but we're not talking about, well, it's near zero. It's fine. It'll be 10 tomorrow. Like how cold was it? It was minus 40 with a, with a pretty heavy wind chill too. So when you get up to Edmonton and up to the prairies, when the wind starts whipping in the winter, it's, uh, it can freeze your eyelids pretty quick. You just said it can freeze your eyelids pretty quick, which is amazing because one of the things you also like to do is ice fish. And I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you about golf in a minute, but you took the guys ice fishing and you intend to take them ice fishing again. How comfortable is it for your guys ice fishing? Like I, I think it's a, it's a great team builder, but were all the guys comfortable doing that? So it's a lot different here than it is back home. Um, you go, we had days, we went twice last year. The first day guys literally had their shirts off and were fishing. Um, it was That's about 42, 42 degrees and sunny. So uh, it's a little different 
ice fishing than it is back home, but uh, the guys really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think one of the the interesting things is you guys find some creative ways to keep your club together, to build chemistry and and whatnot. Like, we hear a lot about that. Like, oh yeah, we're going ice fishing. What is the tangible result of that? Like, what do you what do you accomplish by doing that with your guys? It's just something not a lot like a lot of them haven't done in their lives. It's just kind of getting out of their comfort zone and trying something new and. You know, bonding, you know, it's, it's, we had uh, one of our guys caught a fish and got it to the hole and he actually reached in and scooped it out, you know, just funny stories like that. And yeah. Just an enjoyable day for everyone, you know, just to, to get away from the rink and, you know, we're literally up an hour from the, from the Maverick center in the middle of nowhere. And it's just a nice day to, to relax and kind of reset. Yeah, totally. Ryan Kanaswich, the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies, is our guest on the show. Um, let's talk about your golf game a little bit. I was told you were up in Park City golfing yesterday. Um, do you have like where where do you like to golf? First, are you a are are you good at at the game of golf? Like I know you are. That's a dumb question. Um, everybody talks about the legend of of your golf game. So how good is it, and where do you like playing? Uh, I'm about a two handicap right now i haven't played a ton this summer but uh i'll take it there's some some highs and lows but uh yesterday i actually played promontory up in park city which is one of the private courses so i i couldn't really say no to that no <laughs> but you know as far as the valley uh play all over um i live near old mill so that's a five minute drive so nice I play there quite a bit but and uh, we get a deal with the Grizzlies over at Stonebridge, so in West Valley. So go out there, but there's so many great golf courses in the state of Utah, and it's so affordable. Um, I'll play almost anywhere. So yeah. So are you a driver guy? Are you a wedge guy? Like, you know, what makes the world go round? I mean, I, I'm guessing at a two, um, you can also putt pretty well. But w break down the game. Let's go. What's it about for you? Uh, yeah, I love to hit driver, obviously, uh, got some new irons this year. So those have helped out kind of, I got some new shafts, putting those helped out with uh, some accuracy and, but yeah, if you're going to get low, you kind of, you got to round out your entire game. So usually like when it. the, when the putter is on that, that means you're going to shoot a, shoot a lower score. I like it. See, I just like, I love how competitive you are at everything. And the best part was you, we, we spent some time with coach filming, filming, uh, an episode of inside the Grizzlies that we put up on, uh, on the Utah Grizzlies, uh, YouTube channel, which by the way, you absolutely should go and sub, uh, subscribe to. But the best part of that was like Jared Pike is just dying to find the right swing to hit the, the ping pong. You're over there like switching hands, hitting left-handed heaters at him. There was one point where he was trying to be a catcher, like getting his arms together. How much do you relish the left-handed dart right to his bicep? Yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a sneaky move. A lot of guys don't know about They'll hit one over to the left side of me and I'll just kind of switch the racket over and slam it back at him. So, uh, <laughs> That's something I've worked on for, for a few years, but uh, yeah, it's a nice one to have in the bag. Phenomenal. Coach, always good to see you. I appreciate you uh, hopping on early with us this morning. Uh, looking forward to a great season, and uh, obviously uh, everybody will uh, look forward to the 21st and the 22nd opening weekend at Maverick Center. Thanks for hopping on.
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You bet. There you go. Ryan Kanaswich, the head coach of the uh, Utah Grizzlies right there. Hey, you want to go to opening weekend? We've got a pair of tickets for you right now. All you have to do is tweet a picture at us. Um, the Mon- you must tag The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Uh, you must tag Utah Grizzlies. Um, just tweet a picture at us and say, I want to go to opening weekend, and we'll give you a pair of tickets. Uh, that is uh, next two weeks from now, two weeks from tomorrow, the 21st and the 22nd, the Utah Grizzlies open up. Um, it's super exciting. We're really looking forward to it. And and please do us a favor, go and subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel. Um, just search Utah Grizzlies, hit subscribe, um, because there's a lot we're involved in with uh, the Utah Grizzlies. So I guess without further ado, Jake. Yeah, the people, here, what are wait. the people saying? Hold on, what are the people saying? Let me put up the, the big graphic. Oh, there you go. The Great. big graphic. I know you put about three minutes into that graphic this morning. Making so. our big announcement. Exclamation point. Yeah, the exclamation point. My that wife was... hates that I put an exclamation point on everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the comments says, uh, let's <laughs> let's see what they say. Um does the Grizzlies have a cha- channel to watch on, or is it just uh, see in live? Well, Cody, if you subscribe to YouTube, uh, the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel, one of the things you're going to see is that um, I am going to be doing broadcasting for the Grizzlies. Good old Tyson Whiting back from 1320K fan, the sports leader. I love that show. Uh, um, Tyson Whiting. <laughs> I love that show too. Uh, Tyson Whiting does play-by-play for the Grizzlies. I'll be doing their uh, color broadcasting. Um, that's going to be broadcast live on YouTube. Um, so go and subscribe to YouTube. Um, we are also doing some content creation for the Grizzlies um, that you'll see every Tuesday, a series called Inside the Grizzlies. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it is the, the first episode is on their, their channel now, so please go and consume that. Um, it really helps us if you guys subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel. Um, we appreciate that. But perhaps the biggest announcement that we're going to make is that we are building a studio with our good friends Wayman Brothers Construction at the Maverick Center, and we are going to begin doing our show um, at the Maverick Center here in the next week or two. It's a matter of, for us, we're just waiting for internet and we have some graphic stuff we have to do That's right, T. Uh, in the studio. But yeah, we're going to be doing our show from our Maverick Center studio starting here in a week or so. Um, and we're going to be live there every single day. The show is going to start at 6 a.m. Once we start broadcasting from the Maverick Center, we'll be doing 6 to... 9, 30, 10 o'clock. We don't really have rules on this show, right? as we're all aware. right? Um, so it's going to be amazing. And we're really looking forward to it. Our studio is right on the main concourse when you walk in the building. Um, you cannot miss it, trust me. Yeah. And you know what? The Grizzlies are really good people to do business with because they care about the community. That was one of the major things that we, when we originally put this together with them, we talked about we want to be based in the community because without you guys, obviously, as we've talked about on the show, we can't do what we do without you guys. So, you know what? When you you know, when you look at the things that we want to do, giveaways, we love doing things like lottery ticket giveaways when the jackpots are big, come by the Maverick Center, pick up a ticket for free, right? Like stuff like that, giving away tickets to Grizzlies games, you know, having you on the bench for warm-ups, being able to do all that fun stuff. That's why we're doing it and doing our charitable stuff in the and that during the holiday season, doing our bowl game giveaways, our all-star game giveaways, like Thanks. it's going to be amazing. The hockey club is really good. That's a very good hockey team that the yes, Grizzlies have. Um, I encourage you to come out. If you want to go to opening weekend, please tweet me um, and tag the Utah Grizzlies and the Monty Show on Twitter. They're just Utah Grizzlies. Please go and follow them on Twitter. Um, tag us with a picture and we'll hook you up with a pair of tickets to opening weekend. 
uh, it's going to be amazing. So there you go. Um, does this mean no more Mrs. Monty? No, actually, no, on the contrary, on the contrary, friend. it means more. Well, it's probably not good. Uh, it means more Mrs. Monty. Um, so, you know, let's see. Jansen says, I better see a whole shelf of sneakers. Oh, well, you will, sir. That's kind of the plan. Um, the studio's going to change. So the other day when somebody was cracking us, like, hey, man, might be time to update the studio, With boys. With all due respect. With all due respect. <clears throat> well, we're going to up update the studio pretty significantly <clears throat> in that we're building a studio at Maverick Center. And, and this is why I have been telling you guys... Uh, <laughs> This is how this is how come we've been telling you guys like Wayman Brothers construction has been fantastic through this That's whole right, process. Dude. Yeah, I mean, honest to goodness, you guys, I yeah. cannot say enough about Wayman Brothers. And I'll kind of take you inside that process. We looked at working with other contractors on this. We were not initially going to have a say on who the contractor was. So it was kind of a disaster, to be honest with you, like getting bids, getting, well, hey, we can do it in January. And so we knew we wanted to use Wayman Brothers because they had done such a spectacular job on our house. Yeah. So I called Alma Wayman, uh, who is the owner of Wayman Brothers. And I said, hey, dude, this is the situation we're in. Yeah. And he said, you know, I'm really busy, um, but why don't we meet at Maverick Center and let's talk about it. So Keep it real. Alma came over and he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do this. We'll figure it out. And I said, hey, you know, I really need this physically built by October 1st. And he says, wow, that's, you know, that's going to be really difficult, but let me move some things around. He figured it out. Like, and not only did he have it done physically constructed by October 1st, he did a spectacular job. Josh and his guys did like a spectacular job. I can't even. Yeah, it's clean. It's I clean, mean, dude. the electrical wiring, they hung the lights for us. They built the walls for us. They, they basically created a studio out of nothing, like literally. And I'm telling you, when you're talking about the, we're talking about a ton of money that is invested in this project, not just the physical construction, but the entirety of this project. We trusted Wayman Brothers Construction with that. And Alma and his guys absolutely delivered. Yeah. It has been, it's been awesome to work with them. So if you're talking about finishing your basement, building an ADU, like any of the stuff you're talking about, Alma Wayman and the guys at Wayman Brothers, you know, whether it's Teddy, you know, who listens to the show, which is originally how we found out about a, a Wayman Brothers, you guys call them. I mean, they're they're absolutely fantastic. John Tanner says, great interview with Ryan. I'm also glad to see all the hard work you're doing for the Grizzlies. Thank you. Looking forward to more content. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, John Jaron Eccles says, I know Tyson when he used to work. Uh, at Winder Farms, you can ask him who played December 31st or December 13th, 96, who scored the most, and he'll tell you exactly what happened. Tyson Whiting is a sports almanac. Legit. It's, like, seriously, legit. And we're huge baseball fans on this show. Tyson's a big baseball guy. Yeah. It's nice to be able to talk to somebody about baseball. Thanks. Because it's not huge in this town. But I'm really looking forward to working with Tyson again. He is... Tyson's just a good dude. Um, He's a really good broadcaster, but... You know, I've known Tyson for a lot of years. He was an intern of mine at, at 1320K Fan. The sports leader. And he was fantastic then, and I'm so glad to see where he is now. Like, it all comes full circle in this yeah. world. You know, like, your yeah. relationships, past, present, future, value them. Treat everybody like gold because all of the people we're working with at, at the Maverick Center, we've known them for years and years and years and years. So guys like Jared Youngman, guys like Brian Pruch, like, We've known those guys forever, mm -hmm. and that's how we were able to put this together. You know, like it—it it just is. It's crazy, man. Like, yeah. 
<clears throat> I I cannot I can't even yeah it's crazy. Uh, My Jazz fan says someone get a hold of Andy Larson and every other media member in Utah to announce the bomb before Woj hears about it. Exactly right. Um, Boyd Lake says sounds great guys nice job uh, appreciate that thank you. Cody Strickland says how did you guys make that deal with the Maverick Center story time? You know honestly we called Kevin over at the Maverick Center he's like the boss there yeah. I knew Kevin a little bit um, back from our time when they were, because we used to, K-Fan used to have the radio rights for the Grizzlies. And so I got to know Kevin and Adrian Denny back in the day and Jared Youngman. And so I called Kevin and I said, hey, we have an idea. We'd like to kind of do this. And Kevin was in as soon as we talked about Hello, it. Hello, he Kevin's a really good business guy. He sees like the... He sees the vision of it. Yeah. And the best part about Kevin and the guys at Maverick Center is Kevin was like, okay, well, let me rope in all these other guys who are going to be involved in this and let's get it done. And one thing led to another and and we got it done. Like it was, it, it was, was awesome. Yeah. Man. It was not something we could have done on our own. If Kevin and Jared and Brian and all the guys at the Maverick Center, um, Tanner and Angelina, like if all those guys couldn't have seen a vision for it, we couldn't have done it. And yeah. the fact that we're, you know, they're doing things that they they typically have not done to accommodate us. And so we want to sell more tickets for them. We want more people in the building. We want more people. More like, people on their YouTube channel. You subscribing to the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel is a big deal for us. And it for the really, club. It, and yeah, for the club. It, it, for all of us. Yeah. I mean, it makes a huge difference because their games are going to be broadcast on, on YouTube. So we really, you know, we really want to get that up and running for them, for us, for you. Um, but it's going to, it's going to be great. Like, and if you go and watch inside the Grizzlies with Ryan Kanasiewicz or, you know, all of those videos, that's us shooting it, Jake cutting it. Like that's all of our work. So we really want, you know, we really want to grow it because yeah. the Grizzlies have put a lot of faith and a lot of effort into making this happen. They've facilitated all of the things we've done. They've been fantastic partners. They've supported us in every way possible you know, they give us tickets, they give us, you know, promo codes so you guys can get discounts on tickets. Like they've just gone out of their way to to make all of this work. And so we need you guys to support them. Just like we say, hey, support the advocates, quick quack, barbecue pit stop, Wayman Brothers Construction, like Triday Trading. Yeah, TridayTrading.com. We really need you guys to do that. Rhett Williams says, uh, I hope I can uh, work with y'all. I'm an intern this year uh, in marketing for them. Oh, Rhett. Wow, Rhett, what's That's up, That's awesome, baby? Rhett. What's, what's going up? on, dude? Yeah, what's absolutely. Up, Make sure you come say hello to us. Absolutely. You can, absolutely, you can work with us. Um, yeah, we, we, we love that. Look forward to it. So as far as the studio is concerned, just so yes. we're all clear, the studio is going to be free, pimp. I'm excited. The studio is going to change. The studio is going to have... Some very dynamic things happening to it. Um, we, Mrs. Monty and I um, went and picked out all the furniture for the studio last weekend. And we have, there's another piece of this we're not ready to tell you about at this point, at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, but there's another big piece of it that goes with this. It's going to be great, but we're going to have like a big graphic on the wall. We're going to have like, I mean, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And we're waiting on internet. We're just waiting on, you know, some supply chain issues to get internet done like as soon as that happens we're good to go Green we're gonna light. we're gonna we're gonna start getting broadcasting for there as soon as we can so yeah it's gonna be am amazing excuse me uh raptor 88 says adrian denny was fun to listen to doing the games yeah he's with the a club in uh tucson now yep uh slp seat uh 
SLC Peace Shooter says, really cool, guys. I can honestly say I'll likely go to my first Grizzlies game in a decade because of this. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's the thing, too. The other thing, you know, that you guys need to understand as far as, like, Grizzly games are concerned, we'll be at every home game. We'll be there. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, come out. Like, let's let's put it together. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're always we're always happy to see you guys. Um, Rhett Williams says opening night. I'll see you. Cool, Rhett. Look forward to it, bud. Riley O'Brien says morning casuals. The Monty Show for the dub. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, the new studio is going to be pimp chimping. Exactly, Jansen. Thanks. Shoes will be a big part. Shoes are a big part of everything we do. Mrs. Monty won that shoe auction. Yeah, today. the threes. Of yeah. course, because I never win anything. Right. It's fine. She, yeah. can, she can win. Right. Uh, let's see. Exploring with Ben and Sam says they're keeping secrets. LOL. Trying. Well, uh, San Diego State says, as you guys, as a guy who likes the Godfather movie series and the like, the Monty show needs to kiss the ring. That is uh, Wayman Brothers construction. Not facts, dude. Facts. I mean, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like, like without them, this isn't possible. And, I, and, and legit, they built us a studio space in like two weeks. Uh, Cody says, I need my shirt. You promise, Monty. I, I have your shirt, Cody. I will absolutely get it to you. <laughs> Trust me, this is not the shirt you want. But okay. I want it. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, Jake can barely contain himself talking about the studio. It's like my nephew. Dude, on Christmas. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be like this set. When we built this set or put this set together, we were really excited about it. But we, that was a different time. We only had about a thousand subs. Like we were in a very beginning stages of this channel. And now, you know, we're approaching 8,000 subs and, you know, we need everyone that we can get. And, and, you know, like we've told you guys for probably the last couple of months, like every time you tip us, every time that you contribute to the fund, it goes to building things like studios and, and buying equipment to shoot, you know, you know, content like inside the Grizzlies. And like, so that's why we've legit been saying we're not even pocketing that money. We're putting it into the fund. So then come this winter, when we're in the heat of the Grizzlies season, like we can do you know, all the charity work and like all the, the giveaways and like, that's legit what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I think the thing that I, I always, that I always tell you guys is that, you know, we don't go just willy nilly pocketing money and, mm -hmm. you know, buying sandwiches, um, sandwiches. Like the, <laughs> the, the cost that the out of pocket cost on this has been crazy. Yeah. And that's why when we say like, Hey, when you guys tip us, you know, that's where that money goes. So we are serious about that. Absolutely serious about that. Uh, My Jazz fan says, "I hope when I come to Utah, I can stop by and say hello and watch you guys broadcast." Yeah, anytime, dude. Yep, absolutely. Tom says, uh, "I'm stoked to hear that the games will be streamed on YouTube. That's huge. Glad to be able to watch." Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, Zayman says, "Is this your first color commentator?" No, actually. Great question. Um, one I used to do uh, broadcasting for the Grizzlies previously with Adrian Denny when he was here, uh, but no, I've done, I've done. Major League Baseball, I've done um, high school football, I've done hockey, like, I've done pre and post game shows, like, yeah, absolutely. One of the coolest gigs I ever had, one of the coolest moments I ever had was sitting in the booth with the St. Louis Cardinals, um, talking baseball during a baseball game. That was one of the coolest yeah. things I've ever done. Mike Shannon for the win. Yeah. The guy's unbelievable. Tom Basilius says, I want a Monty Show shirt. Trust me. Trust me. Wait. There's another piece coming. Wait. Trust us. Wait. Greg Hale says, hit the like button. Yes, please. If you guys could give us a like, uh, that would help a lot. Um, really appreciate that. Thank you uh, for pointing that out. Uh, let's see. Oh, whoa. Hey. Hey, now. Teddy says, Alma and I have never been to a Grizzlies game, Monty. We are thrilled to go this season. Yeah. Let's oh, go. Yeah, you got to come let's out. Let's go. You got to come out. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a sneak peek, a bit of a preview of how it's uh, going to look like? 
um, soon. We talked about doing we that. We talked about doing it, but we want to dress it up a little more. Yeah, we talked We're about... putting finishing touches on it. Yeah, you'll you'll see it. I mean, it's you can't miss it. It, it is you very much put it. in a place where it's you can't miss it, yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says, will you put the Grizzlies YouTube channel on? I'll subscribe and support them and you guys. Yeah, uh, you absolutely you should. I mean, we will be broadcasting on their channel. Oh, like our content's on their YouTube channel already. Yeah, if you go, if go to go to go to Monty's Twitter, the Monty Show. I'm going to see why they're it's all over their Twitter. Yeah, if you go to just find Utah Grizzlies on Twitter, find yeah. Utah Grizzlies on YouTube. And just subscribe. That would really help us quite a bit. Thank you. Uh, Brian Clegg says, I know you could use some new gear for this studio, right? I could use some sales for October. Of course, I got my friend and family discount for y'all. Hey, we hey, might man, take you up yeah, on that. Dude, we'll no, see. You're not even joking, man. We got we got needs. Yeah, you're, you're not even joking. Uh, Gage Carter gives us a $1.99 tip and says, y'all are the best sports show, period. Thanks, Gage. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Uh, Ken Williams gave us a $20 super sticker. Look at you, Ken. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate that, Appreciate you. Ken. Good listener there. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, I'm in. Uh, you guys are single-handedly growing the Grizzlies fan base tenfold. We're trying. We're working on it. Hey, We're by the way, it, man. Jesse's going. Jesse went our trip to Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, have a great time, man. I, like, hey, tweet at us, Insta at us. We'd, show us Allegiant Stadium, bro. Yeah, show us what you experienced, man. We're really stoked. Jesse um, won our BYU uh, drive away. He, so we gave him a $250 uh, gift card slash thing. Uh, we gave him $250. He gets two nights at the Palms and two tickets to that game. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, hoping you have a great time, man. I know you will. It's Vegas is crazy. Um, Jansen says, currently working towards my communication major at UVU. If you need an intern, hit me up. Hey, hey, not even joking. Dude, DM us, man. Not even joking, Swear. Jansen. DM Absolutely. Us. Let's do it. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, no, I want a Monty Show shirt. Yeah, well, we'll trust me. We'll, you'll get We're working. One. You know, uh, Raptors Monty killed it when he used to do Grizz games. So should do it again. Thanks Raptor. Appreciate that. Zayman says, that's awesome. Please yell. He punched him in the face during a broadcast. <laughs> we, we may do that. Uh, oh, San Diego state, uh, Aztec gives us $10 and says enough said. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. You guys are great. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Rhett Williams says Grizz attendance will be at an all-time high this year. Let's hope so. Well, that's what we're trying to do. And, and to be honest with you, that's part of, that's one of our goals for this season is really helped them with that. Jesse Harsh says, just don't let Jake FaceTime me again. <laughs> so we're at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh giving the prize away, and we pull Jesse's name. And he's not there. So we FaceTimed him, and we should have screen recorded that. <laughs> and Jesse, obviously, it's a number Jesse doesn't know, and like we're FaceTiming him, and you can see Jesse answers the phone like, who dis, man? Hello. Who dis FaceTiming me? Who is this? And then it's like, hey, it's us. And he's like, oh. And we're like, you won the trip to Vegas. And he went, wow! Like, it was great. It was one of the most organic. That play-by-play -play was legit. It, it was one of the most <laughs> no. organic moments. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Jesse, I'm so happy for you, dude. Uh, Ken Williams says, hit the like, uh, hit the likes, guys. Help them. I wish I was still uh, lived in Utah. I'm in Wyoming. Hey, come for a weekend, man. Yeah. You know, we happily, we'd happily hook you up. Thank you, uh, MY Jazz fan, giving us a $10 tip. Uh, Cody says, not bad for some X radio show hosts, YouTube hacks. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, we're just some YouTube hacks and we don't do you know, anything and we suck. Like, you know. you know, listen, we're happy. We're just no, we're nobody's in this town. We're, we're good. Truly. We're, we're good. nobody. We're hey, nobody. We're happy man. to be nobody's in this town. You know, like it's, it's amazing. Um, Jaron Eccles says part two secret is a casual suite for home games. Hey, could be. We could absolutely hook up a sweet No night. comment. The second part of this, there's it, some infrastructure happening. 
on that. So we'll announce that when we can. Uh, but you're not that far, you know. Uh, Justin says, haven't tipped in a while. I'll be back in Utah by Thanksgiving. Super excited to bring Dude, my son to go. a Grizzlies game. Let's, let's go, go, Justin. Super stoked for that. Yeah, when you're ready, let us know, man. We'll absolutely take care of you on that. Ken says, LOL, for sure. But yeah, crazy, crazy times. You know, we really try to grow the show. We really try to, you know, we really try to be an outlet for you guys to talk sports, to vent, to forget about, you know, the good, you know, the bad in your life or whatever you need. Like we just appreciate you guys being along for this ride. And again, if you're just tuning in, we're building a uh, studio. It's really built. We're waiting for internet. Um, And our, like our furniture gets delivered Monday. It's crazy. Our furniture gets crazy. Like we were joking about the largest bank in Utah. We bought our furniture from RC Willie. Yeah. Um, Tom and the guys over there. Yeah, at, at the Draper store. Those guys take great care of us. So I'm super stoked. Like this rug we got for our studio. We got like a, what was it? An eight by 10 rug, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. It is a gorgeous rug. This chair. We're, so in the studio, we're going to have a chair in the corner that has a spotlight uh, on it. So people can come in studio like Coach Knastowicz can come in studio and do his, he's going to join us weekly. But it's this beautiful like red chair. It's amazing. Oh man, it's I'm, absolutely. Amazing. I am so. And by excited. the way, by the way, for the the games, just so you guys know the extent of it, there will be a pre and a post game show. There will be intermission reports. Yeah, it will be like a full on thing. Yeah, so I'll host pre and post game. I'll do color commentary with Tyson on the on the broadcast. Um, like on the fifteenth, um, which is a week from Friday, uh, we're going to Boise. We'll be off that Friday. Next Friday, we'll be off. Jake and I'll be going to Boise. Um, and we'll be doing the broadcast on YouTube. So our first Grizzlies broadcast um, is the 15th, so mm-hmm. a week and a day. And then the 18th will be live streaming media day on the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel. And, and trust be... me, there won't be white noise. Thank no, you very much. thank you. Thank you. We <laughs> Thanks for jinxing us. <laughs> um, but we'll be interviewing all the coaches and players on the Grizzlies YouTube channel. Tyson and I will be hosting that live stream. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please get to the Grizzlies YouTube channel. Uh, give them a subscribe. Please like them or and follow them on on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, they're doing great stuff on social with TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. So not to interrupt, Mark Rasmussen's comment just says "Praise God." Yeah. Would you care to expand on that, Mark? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, uh, Zayman says, "What is Jake's role during the games?" Well, um, one of the other things we're doing is if you guys watch shows like Drive to Survive or Wrexham FC, one of the things we concepted for the Grizzlies and we, you know, it's really kind of been our baby. Jake and I and Mrs. Monty came up with this idea called Inside the Grizzlies. And it's going to be a reality show about their team. And so if you go and watch any of the content on their YouTube channel now, there is one with Ryan Knasiewicz there. Next, every Tuesday, it's going to release. And it'll be Jake's job during the games is going to be walking around and basically being embedded with the team. And we're going to create a, a reality series about their games and being a Utah Grizzly. We will not be traveling on the road with them this season uh, due to everything that's going on. So this will be at basically every home game that happens. You'll you'll have you'll have looks and, and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of... You know, it's the first season where obviously this is a new thing. So we're there's a lot that we need to be here for. And obviously we're not going to the integrity of our show. The Monty show is not going to change. So you'll get inside the Grizzlies for like right now on the channel. 
on the Utah Grizzlies Hockey Club YouTube channel. Um, the episode one is uh, is a ten minute sit down talk with Ryan Kanasiewicz, who we just had on the show. Uh, episode two will come out Tuesday, um, which is going to be really cool. It's about putting uh, the ice in, which is a really cool process. Um, that not many people know about, and it's actually really cool to see how they do it. So that'll come out Tuesday. Yeah, let me see if I can get that. There you go. Uh, I just commented. Uh, there's a link to their Utah, the Utah Grizzlies uh, YouTube channel. Uh, in so the comments, in the comments section, right there, we just put that in there. So yeah, there it is. If you guys can go in, uh, if you guys want to go and uh, find that, that's the link right there. All you really need to do is just Google search YouTube Utah Grizzlies. And it will come up, but that is the that is the link. Um, Raptor eighty eight says you have me more amped for the season. Good, good, good. Brian Clegg says sounds awesome. Can't wait to check it out, guys. Congrats, thank you. Um, Fat Jesus says Jake has to bring Tanner with him to talk to the players. Hey guys, 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 <laughs> guys, guys. You do. Oh you, my you absolutely word, dude. do. Uh, <laughs> Boyd Lake says now that's some high quality H two O right there. Exactly right. Um, Jake is going to be so hated by the team. Get out of here. Get out of the shower, Jake. Are you going to be in the shower with the team, Jake? No, I ain't going to get, you know, that. Nah, we're good. Exploring with Ben and Sam says puck boy. Well, I don't know what that means. Okay. But okay. The Nye guy says, congrats gents. And I think the jazz need to trade a pick or two to replace their sound guys. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tom Basilius says like hard knocks for the Grizzlies. Yeah. To the best of our Similar. abilities. I yeah. mean, there's only two of us and really three of us with Mrs. Monty. Those two shoot it during the games. I think what you're going to see is, you know, the thing with Hard Knocks is they have manpower and they have a lot more resources right now. So, I mean, I think, you know, not to discount what we're going to do, I think it's going to be awesome. I just think the feel of it, it's going to be a lot of personnel. It's going to be a lot of you're, you're going to get to know these guys more than you will have gotten to know them any other time. And, and my personal goal for it is to make it, as close to what BYU's media department does, if I'm being honest, like the way they cut things. Like if you go on BYU's channel and you watch the cut, that's essentially what we're trying to create, you know, the cut or like Card Knox or something like that. So it'll have that feel to it. Dude, I am shedding over here. Like I, I just, went through this. So not to get off track, I went through this same thing. We went to Hawaii about a month ago now, and I went through the whole thing. Like, like literally just dust. My the arm table. is like snowing on the table. Uh, good morning, Mrs. Monty. <laughs> Good it's morning. like that scene in the Breakfast Club where she like scratches her head and the dandruff. Snows. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's just crazy yes. how much. Yeah, like it does to your arm. But anyway, yeah. So hey, super stoked uh, about building a studio um, at the Maverick Center. Like, could not be more excited about that. Um, and there will be a lot of ways for you guys to come to the studio and like whether it's lottery tickets or like many many ver ways that we're going to do that type of thing. So. You'll be at the Maverick Center a lot. Trust me. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm super excited about that. And you know, again, we're making our big announcement. And now, Hey Boo is here. Hey Boo. Hey Boo. Hey boo. Um, yeah. So we're all, Mrs. Monty. We're all quite excited about it. I'm so excited. I think this is just one of the the greatest things. We really put our heart and soul into the show. Um, and I know I'm more behind the scenes, but uh, this has been a huge undertaking. So super proud of uh of the guys and for everything that we've built this is just the next phase and there's yes. still more coming so yeah that's the exciting thing i mean i i think that 
you know, we all as a team have gotten together and we all play a role in it. You know, I mean, obviously I'm here for my looks. Right. Of course. Um, you know, hey guys. Um, but no, it's, it's cool that we all kind of got together and, and played a role in building this thing. And it's just the, this is just the beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is, it's super, it's, it, it's reward. It's been hard work. It's really, it's expensive. I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, you can project how much something's going to cost. It's more than that. <laughs> I mean, it just is. It's all the little things, man. It is. All of a sudden, oh, oh, we need uh, lav mics. Oh, and then we need an extra stand here. And the next Bonnie, we need this, please. we need that, we need this, and we need a freaking lock. We need uh, yeah. moisturizing fluids. Like, this is Dude, crazy. It's crazy, bro. Like, I, like... I, I don't even know if you guys can, you can't see it, but it's just, it. it's insanity <laughs> uh, how much shedding I am doing. But yeah, uh, a couple more comments, and then uh, we should talk about colonoscopies because we, uh, we're always short on time. Uh, get the get the payette where I can get a month show shirt. Wait, what? Okay, Wait, what? First of all, that should be a Monty Dude, what? show shirt. What? That's what he's trying to say. He said, uh, oh. uh, get to the part where there oh. are Monty show shirts. Oh, yeah. we're th So that's oh. in process. So part two is well, probably... That's, wait, wait, wait. That's Mrs. Monty's department. Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. Yeah. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're working on... Uh, we're working on a... Um, we're working on a, on a piece for that. Um, and maybe we should do a shirt about the launch of the studio and the whole platform. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's what we... You know, maybe that's what we do. I don't know. But um, yeah, we're, but yeah, we are we're working definitely on working Tanner on Tanner Plummer. We're working on merch. Tanner Plummer. You're not serious right now. What? You Tanner would like to know what the big announcement is. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Wow. Hey, guys. Tanner, in, the you, in the comments. Tanner, why don't you guys enlighten Tanner? Were you not listening? Um, Tanner missed you know. it. Jeremy Bolton said the big announcement was officially declaring me mayor. Thank you, everyone, for making <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Tanner Plummer says, what does Mrs. Monty's shirt say? It Man, says, hey, dip, bro, bro, you are so far behind, Tanner. Yeah, come on, You are guys. so far behind the curve. This is like, it's, it's now, it's October, we're coming up on Halloween, so it's like boo. Giggity. But, but it's also Giggity's like. Giggity. <laughs> uh, Giggity says, sorry, Tanner, <laughs> announcement was that you're banned. Oh, no Okay, say the announcement again. Tanner, we love uh, you. We've given you enough crap. Uh, the big announcement is that um, we are building a, and we have built a studio at Maverick Center. It is done. Um, we are simply waiting for internet infrastructure to get put in there. And then once um, once that internet's in, we're going to start broadcasting from there. You know, there's some infrastructure things we're waiting for. We're working with a company that's going to put some graphics on the wall in there yep. um, that we're a little delayed on because of supply chain. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a full studio uh, thanks to our good friends at Wayman Brothers Construction, um, you know it's it's a broadcast facility. It's really not even a studio. Um, it's fully wired. It's got lights. You know, like all of that stuff. Um, camera. Action. I'm super excited. Like uh, again, we're we have this great furniture we're putting in there. I'm excited about like all the lights. The 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 opportunity for you guys to come by, see our show. Um, access is really what's going up with this. That's yeah. kind of the thing. A, a, you know, your access to our show goes up with this. Uh, Tanner says, so no more shows in your basement? Nope. Nope. No more shows in the basement. But again, listen, you know. we're just on YouTube. You know, we're you know not a big deal. 
Yeah. Uh, Tom Basilia says, Tanner, the big announcement is that your new name is Donnie and you're out of your element. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, let's not be mean. Wow. People. Damn, Tom went in. My God. Donnie, you're out of your element. Jeremy Bolton says, the big announcement was Grocock grow returning the Xbox. <laughs> pause, bro. Pause. Uh, just Grocock returning uh, would be great. Yeah. Hello. Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam says, wait, there was no announcement. It was a false alarm. Fake news. You didn't miss anything, Tanner. <laughs> exactly. So amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is a, uh, it's a great time. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. I can't even say. So please. Um, go and follow the Utah Grizzlies on um, YouTube and Twitter and, and Instagram. The giveaway. Let's talk about ticket giveaway one more time. Yeah, and we're giving away tickets to opening weekend. It's two weeks from tomorrow. Um, Rapid City Rush are in town to take on the Grizzlies to open up the 2022-2023 season. Um, and if you don't know, the Utah Grizzlies won the Mountain Division Championship last year for the first time ever. Ryan Kanasiewicz has a phenomenal uh, club. They play really entertaining hockey. We want you guys to be there. We want you guys to be at our first game. Uh, I'm going to be doing some broadcasting for the Grizzlies. Um, I'll be doing uh, color uh, color analysis. Commentary. Color commentary. Uh, I'll be hosting the pre and the post game show with Tan uh, with uh, Tyson Whiting. I almost said Dude, Tanner. Careful, Whoa. careful! You are crossing uh, lines here. The the, <laughs> the, the 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 T's are just too close, right? So I'll be doing uh, color commentary with uh, Tyson Whiting, who will be on play by play again, um, as well. Uh, I'll be hosting the pre and post game show. Uh, our first broadcast will be uh, the fifteenth, which is a week from this Friday, uh, in Boise for their preseason game. Tyson and I will be doing that game, so make sure you subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be awesome if you would go and do that on our behalf. So that's going to be exciting. And then we're creating kind of a reality series around them as well. Tanner says, um, well, comment. Up. Tanner says, so I only listened to the show for about 40 minutes. Wow. That okay. hurts, well, man. You, know, hey. you don't listen to every minute of the show? Uh, Tanner says, I'm actually on the train right now. You are. Where are you going, dude? Um, the Nye guy says Tanner just fainted. Hope not. Are you guys on the train together? Uh, Kurt Meyer says, do you have a bouncer? Mrs. Monsey's our bouncer. Right. Hell yeah. You know. Uh, my jazz fan says, we all love you, Tanner. You're our little brother of the show. Yeah. We're just Tanner. You're the yeah, best. We're just, we're just busting, having bro. fun with you, man. Yeah. So, uh, and then we should talk about colonoscopies, right? Um, because everybody, update. yeah, everybody asked, um, everybody asked about, um, you know, the colonoscopy thing. But yes, oh wait, Zayman makes a really good point. Uh, talk about real inspiration to have a dream and go all in. When will Tyson be on the show? Have him on ASAP. Tyson is that guy. Tyson is that guy. Yeah, we got to have Tyson on the show if he wants yeah. to come on. He's a big deal. I don't know that he has time for little old hacks on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I learned you can't accurately project how much something will cost when I tried to buy a home here. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get Mrs. Monty on here because we're limited on time today with Mrs. Monty. Um, Hi. Talk about your uh, your butt rooter situation. Yeah. You know, uh, all of it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, did really, did really well uh, with prep. And then um, the colonoscopy itself is fairly painless i'll say that the team at the university of utah in farmington which is where i went for gastroenterology that's where they did the procedure super nice 
people like positive, happy, you know, for what they have to do. I mean, pun intended, the shitty job. Um, (laughs) See what she did there? It's a colonoscopy and she said it was a shitty job. You see that? See that? They they were awesome. And they're also super efficient. I asked the doctor um, before the procedure started, I was like, hey, man, how many of these do you bang out in a day? He said 10 to 12. Oh, my God. Which, like, that's wild. Um, but, yeah, really, like, I mean, you know, painless. Uh, they they put you out. You go to sleep. You wake up. And then they come out and tell you, like, hey, here's what we saw. And that was, for me, was good. for me, that was the most difficult part. So I waited. I took Mrs. Monty up to Farmington. Right. Waited in the waiting room. And they came out. And they're like, is Timmy here? Honey. So I go in there. And Mrs. Monty is pretty much drugged up. Um, but she wakes up and we're sitting there chatting and then the nurse comes in and brings her like a packet of papers. Yeah. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, Hey, well, you know, you had some small polyps, nothing to worry about. (laughs) You know, I don't anticipate any problems with those. Um, you know, but you have this diverticulosis, um, that everybody has. I have a diverticuli. Diverticulosis is the infection. I do not. Diverticulitis is the infection. Anyway, what she has is not a big deal. You have, yeah. You, essentially, what it is is you have these little expansions in your intestinal tract. In your colon. But what did he say? What did he say about that? Like, hey, you got to eat your fiber and you've got to be hydrated. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, that, yes, yes. the diverticuli are formed when you are constipated. And like years ago, we did the Atkins diet, which I cannot recommend. Um. especially now with what we know, but I had terrible constipation um, on the Atkins diet. And I'm sure that's when it happened because now he recommended that I add because, you know, they see that and they figure that you don't have a high, high fiber diet. And he recommended that I add fiber and eat a high fiber diet. Dude, I eat oats in the morning. I had for lunch yesterday, I had all vegetables. Then I had made a vegetable soup like I eat a high fiber diet, bro. I don't need to add anything in. Oh. I am good. Why do you? <laughs> Did you bull rattle me? Why? Why? Come on, that was so well done. But anyways, and like overall, really good, really good results. Yeah. yeah they they just like snatched a little like if they see a polyp and mine were small. I asked him, I'm like, what does that mean? Is that a small polyp? Is that a big polyp? Mine were super small, but they snatch them off so they're not there and don't continue to grow. They send them off for yeah. lab work, but overall, like it's it was not bad, and people need to know, like it's not horrible. It's not. It really isn't. I was and it's really, fast. I Just, was really proud of you for the way you handled like that whole prep situation. Like it's not easy not to eat for a day and a half, and your appointment was actually what it, it was supposed to be at like one fifteen, and then I you was got supposed delayed. to arrive at one forty five, and at like one o'clock, right as we we're getting ready to leave, they call. And they were like, hi, hey, we just want to let you know that we're running a little bit behind, like by no. 30 minutes, so you can show up a little bit later. We don't want you to have to sit and wait. They were so nice. Um, so we they were. we left a few minutes later. We still made it there in plenty of time. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they were wonderful, and it was super fast. It's internal. Yeah, and it is internal for sure, Coach. But it, <laughs> it, I think it's one of those things where you don't recognize how difficult it is until you go through it. But I thought you handled it really well. And I think that conversation with the doctor really impacted me. Like, yeah, stop drinking soda, drink your water, yeah. eat your high fiber stuff, eat your yeah. vegetables. And what it's made us do is we are going to 
uh, be vegetarian until Thanksgiving. Um, and so as a group, because when we all do things together, ask Jake's. I don't get down like that. Ask, ask all of Jake's girlfriends, past and previous and current. Um, they love how close our family wow, is. Wow, Dad. Uh, you know. Wow. Um, but we all do things together. So now. That's now, fucking interesting, man. Yeah, it is interesting, man. Uh, now we're going to be vegetarian until until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, so uh, of course last night we went and celebrated with some super chicks, uh, crack cocaine ranch dressing. Um, but yeah, I, I, that conversation with the doctor really impacted me hearing him talk about, um, you know, what happens to people and their, you know, no bigger polyps are, you know, seven to 10 inches and <sighs> seven to not inches. It's like millimeters a, or whatever yeah, it was. I yeah. I can't remember what it was, but like three to five is normal. Seven to 10 is problematic. Right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that, you know, you can't be constipated. You got to, you know, you got to drink your water and you got to, and just hearing him talk about water and fiber, he was like, you, you, you know, make sure that you continue to eat a high fiber diet. Um, you know, and it's like, dude, we do all of that pretty much on the regular, but you got to drink more water. Like every day, yeah. it's not a coincidence yeah. um, that I'm carrying around this black canister with me. It's full of water. And it's like, I try to drink 20 ounces first thing in the morning, but he was pretty serious. Hey, you cannot be constipated. You have to be hydrated. Like that was a big message from him. Yeah. You gotta take care of your pooper, man. It's just like your brain. You only get one. Um, and colon cancer is oof. absolutely terminal. Like yeah, it dude. is not something to play with. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, well, see you later, Jack in the Box. When they open in Utah, I'll send you pics. Well, it's like you know. next year. Yep. Exploring with Ben and Sam says, until Thanksgiving, that's it. Quitters. Well. Start with small steps. Yeah, you know, uh, chance it says no more barbecue pit stop. Well, barbecue pit stop doesn't Actually, really serve food. But by the way, the best thing on the smoker is a vegetarian pizza. But you can smoke everyone all thinks kinds when you of give things. up meat like the world ends. And that's just not, the, not case, the case, man. Like man. it's not. It is easy not to eat meat. And in fact, I would tell you vegetable anything on a smoker is fire. Like, yeah. We There's use so our, many things. Yeah, dude. we use our smoker all the time. In fact, I would tell you that barbecue pit stop in the seasoning game for vegetables, oh. super strong. And what did he say to us? Hey, have you, Steve, the owner of the barbecue pit stop in Lehigh, and really the founder of barbecue pit stops, like, hey, I have this dust for cauliflower wings. You guys should really try it. He, he was even saying, like, I don't like cauliflower until I tried this. Yeah. You guys should try it. Like, yes. Absolutely. Your, Corn your on the smoker. Cob, baked You'll potatoes. Have to see that. We'll like, make it this weekend. We'll do a video about it. But delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it is. I love meat. Don't get me wrong, dude. I love wings. I love burgers. I do. But what did Justin Solis say? Justin Solis said, uh, forgot to mention, I love your Grizzlies content. I'm sure you know this, but there is some buzzing in the background of the video, which is a bit yes, distracting, we do, sir. God. Yes, we do. We're well aware <laughs> of it and it will be fixed. I appreciate that uh, feedback, though. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And I appreciate uh, you watching. Jeremy says it, it. it's easy not to not eat meat. It's not like the world ends, says Joe Burrow <laughs> on concussions. <laughs> oh, exactly. Savage. Uh, Bat Jesus says the world doesn't end when you give up meat. The world just sucks a lot more. Well, you know, you know, uh, Edwin says cheese pizza only at Papa Murphy's. Papa no, Murphy's dot com. Pizzas. Promo code Monty 25. No, uh, Dude, their veggie pizzas are amazing. Crust, <laughs> barbecue sauce. Little bit of cheese, uh, onions, mushrooms, mozzarella, mozzarella, green onions on top, pineapple. Oof. Delicious. Mrs. Monty man. loves her some 
some spinach, artichoke, like all that. You can put all that stuff on pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, mushroom. See, but, you know, bell pepper and pineapple. No, no, and no onion. bell pepper. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, yes. no. Can't do it. Yes, and yes, No, no, no. And certainly not olives. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Anyways, but yeah, th- there's so many options in this world. Don't limit yourself. Uh, Fat Jesus says, thank you, Justin. I thought I was having a stroke or something when th- with that buzzing. God. It happens. It, it happens. There's technical difficulties we, sometimes. We, you know what happened? We spent a ton of money on a new uh, microphone setup. Yeah. And we caught a buzz. We caught a buzz. And there, there's no other way but to. It won't happen in the future. Yeah, we have uh, a solution. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Kay Nuren says, my cousin died from cancer at 49. Get it done. Seriously. Yeah, Get dude. it done. Yeah. Uh, Boyd Lake says, veggie pizza at Papa Murphy's is awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Bell pepper, pineapple, and pepperoni is a great hey, combo. There you go. See what I mean? Like, I'm not a pep guy, but I, I'm with that. You know, no bell pepper. No. Uh, Sam hates pineapple. I love almost all toppings minus anchovies. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm good. I've never been an anchovy person. We're not doing the Russian pizza. Uh, Justin Saw says, "All right, casuals, have a meeting, so I have to go. Trying to get a 50k upsell. Wish me luck. Go Let's get go, it, baby. Let's Don't, go. We, there's no try. There's only do. Let's yeah. do this thing. Make more phone calls. Let's go. Cookies are for closers. That's yeah. right. Jansen says uh, mushrooms on pizza worse than Joe's concussion comment. No, it's not. All due respect. What? No, it's not. What? Don't be foolish. Don't don't don't, don't be like don't that. Don't be foolish." All right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, hey, thanks for sharing in this. Uh, thanks for sharing in this ride with us. It's awesome to share this with you guys. It couldn't happen without you guys. Please support our sponsors, The Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. Go see Quick Quack Car Wash. PapaMurphys.com. Do it. Our guys at Wayman Brothers. Our guys at Triday Trading. Triday Trading. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Go watch the free webinar. Go watch it. Change your life. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Um, yeah, exciting times. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Locks. Locks tomorrow morning. BYU, Notre Dame lock. Utah and, uh, man, the Utah, the Utes have, UCLA is a tough Good one. We'll do all that tomorrow. tomorrow. Football Friday presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.